welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We have an amazing episode planned out for you. And of course, it's fucking new points. And I'm just going to turn the explicit tag on. Uh, you're welcome to cuss everyone for this one episode. Maybe we won't, but uh, maybe I should go back and edit that. I don't know. I'm excited. AMG has finally given us a points update and we're ready to build some lists. This week, we're going to have a conversation about some of the new pilots, the new upgrades that got eroded, not eroded, but points change, what they missed and effed up on. And we're going to be talking about Battle of Yarvin, because yes, I'm going to say Yarvin every time JJ can start a counter on the stream. Um, but we're going to talk about the new pilots as well as the a discussion a little bit about um, maybe building some lists for... Uh, for them, I don't know. I don't know if, if we get to that piece, we'll do it. If not, we'll cover more next week. But what I'm most excited about is the list building piece of it as well. On Wednesday, JJ and I had a short hour long cast where we did cover some of the points. I've gone ahead and clipped them. We will probably not go into insane amount of detail on them, but we will go into a little bit of detail. With that being said, let's bring in the guest host for this evening. Please welcome to the show, JJ. He eats and likes too many Chick-fil-A sandwiches, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> and All Crispy, right, how does it feel for me to beat your Andrew Oler player, even though I probably didn't deserve the win? <laughs> uh, oh no, you won a game that didn't even decide the game. You didn't, didn't even decide the matchup. <laughs> Good for you. It was funny because so. So, so just so everybody knows, we have Nickel City Leagues going on right now. Season 2, I guess we're calling it Season 2. And we went from, what, four teams to eight teams um, in the matter of a month when Greg posted that. <clears throat> and so now Nickel City has eight teams of five. Is it five? Eight teams of five or six? Eight teams of six. Eight teams of six. We, with, we went from with 20 a... people to 48 people. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Just crazy. So now we're getting all sorts of people in the league. Everybody's able to come in and play. It's a fun experience. And I will tell you so far, this is my favorite league um, because of the fact that it is extended with no ban list. And so you can only take it so seriously because we know we'll never see half this crap in the uh, world or in the regular world because AMG will never release some of this stuff. But today I had to play the seventh or the sixth game or the fifth game, whatever it was in our series after we'd already uh, tabled Havoc. And um, we 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 had this last game, and I was gonna run something fun, and then I was like, "Nah, I should probably get some practice in because I know next week we got to play Sandy's team, and um, I need a little bit of practice because I haven't played X Wing like in two weeks, if if we're being honest, because the points got stale, I got kind of bored, and we've been playing Aces High at local, so um, and Dice Throne, so um, yeah. But anyway, welcome to the cast. Thank you all for joining us. Of course. Yeah, man, excited. Uh, it's been a hectic week for me, but uh, yeah, these new points came in, and man, I've been all over the Empire just looking at all these new pilots coming in, and Empire's good, man. Empire's still good. Um, probably even better now that the chaff got, uh, got its nerf. So, yeah. Yep. And how was your week, Crispy? That was pretty good. A uh, couple exams. I've got some more. It's kind of like the mid-semester, so they're going to get a whole bunch of exams, and there's going to be a long stretch before 
you know, the finals roll around. So it's been a bit stressful, but, you know, it's been all right. I went to, funny enough, this weekend so far has been pretty relaxing. Uh, Ollie Pocknell is in town, and uh, we went and got dinner and drinks. Uh, Last night, we went to Kennedy Space Center uh, tonight, and then uh, he's going to be coming down and playing at our local store this week. So, Oh, man. Awesome. Does he have like awesome. family there or something like that, or did he just come vi- to visit you specifically? Uh, he came to visit me, but also right. there's these other things in Orlando called like you know Disney, so um, <laughs> just minor, you know. Yeah, you know, just just you know, I'm not sure if anyone else knew. He he obviously heard from me and from nowhere else, so I, I suggested those places to him. <laughs> Fair enough. So I uh, I do fully expect him to take a, a photo of the T seventy X wing at Galaxy's Edge and the RZ two, oh, you know, because yeah. it's mandatory, just mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so too. <clears throat> if you're gonna be there, you might as well get the pictures, right? You know. Yeah. So this weekend, I actually went and did a round trip to Cincinnati all in one day, or kind of in one day. Like we we didn't get back till about five in the morning, so that was super fun. But my brother-in-law bought me a ticket to go see Dropkick Murphys, and they were doing a acoustic show in um, Cincinnati. It was the first first of their all their dates, and it's there. It's acoustic only, and it's for their new album. And what they so this is what's exciting because I didn't know this because I I didn't know this at all. But I, so Woody Guthrie might be a little old for both of you. I don't know. Jay, how close are you in age to me, JJ? I'm You're like 34. As of, as of last week, I'm 38. You're 38? Really? You really look young. Um. So anyway, so I don't know if either of you know who Woody Guthrie is, but uh, you should Google it afterwards, Crispy. You'll probably not like the music, but you'll like who he is. Um. But he was like an original folk, um, you know, musician, right? And he was very big, um, super big back in like, you know, the 50s and stuff like that and 60s. And he had, he was, he was a rebel. We'll just put it that way. He was one of the like first, um, openly progressive people like in the music industry and stuff like that. He had some unreleased lyrics. So Dropkick Murphy somehow got access to these. Like they got, got them from the estate. They went and met all them and they turned them all into songs like unreleased lyrics got turned into um, Dropkick Murphy songs kind of. So awesome. it was really cool. And their backdrop for it says this machine still um, still kills fascists, right? So you kind of think you kind of know what you're going into if you don't know who the Dropkick Murphys are. They're a pretty um, left leaning, you know, pro union, you know, band. And so, like, when you go there, you should know what you're getting into. Halfway through, they they made this political statement about like some one of the Ohio um, one of the people running for the Ohio Senate, and like also they started getting like most people clapped, but a few people were booing, and they go, "Oh, thanks for spending money on our show anyway." <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like now, in fairness. Do- you should know who we are. I mean, you could see the sign behind me, right? Like, like, like it's nothing new here. So, um, it was fun though. It, we, it was a long, it was five hours each way. So that was uh, super fun sitting in a car for 10 hours in one day. Plus, you know, sitting in a concert for four hours as well. So. But. Wow. That's a long day, dude. It was. Yep. And then I had, I luckily I got up at noon. Um, I, luckily, I was able to get up at noon today, so I didn't get to sleep in too late. So I got about now well, five hours of sleep last night. So if I'm a little out of it today, I apologize. Um, Same boat, man. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Kyle Wren, are you? You're from Grand Rapids? That's hilarious. I did not know that. 
You should message us afterwards. I did not know your friend Runner Rapids. Yes, I, I, I do not know if Dropkick played at Skeletons, but I do like me some Skeletons. Ah. Uh, anyway, so let's talk a little bit. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna do a weird intro segment like I use, like I usually do. We're not doing that today because we have too much crap to cover. How about that? So JJ, where do you want to start with first? Do we want to start with some of the uh, rules clarifications or changes, yep. and then kind of go from there? Absolutely. So uh, we'll definitely start with the rules clarifications here. The first one we have is just a tidbit on Ion. Uh, there's a clarification for the Ionite ship uh, revealing their dial as normal and then proceeding um, down the, the regular steps for it. It's just um, just adding that blurb that the, the ship that does have an Ion does still reveal a dial as normal. Uh, the other uh, clarification, which is something that uh, there was a little bit of confusion when they first introduced the new packs that were coming out, uh, standard loadouts, uh, they ignore the standardized uh, restriction for upgrade cards. Uh, for instance, uh, like the T65X swings that uh, have the S foils that they have, uh, if the regular customizable ship has them, the standardized loadouts do not uh, do break that rule. Essentially, they do not have the T65 S foils. Uh, same thing is going to be in the uh, Siege of Coruscant with the droids and independent calculations. Uh, some droids can have it, others do not have it. Um, and then, of course, we do have some errata uh, for Dutch and Ida Versio. Uh, one of them is uh, he is an initiative four. Um, originally, the card showed him as an initiative five. Um, and then Aiden Versio was probably the biggest one. Um, they reduced her ability to, uh, instead of preventing uh, critical or a damage, it to just prevent one damage. Um, so her power is definitely significantly less on the uh, Titan Interceptor, although you can use it more often. Uh, but not being able to prevent critical damage is very big because uh, she would have actually been probably an ideal candidate to fly on the Titan Interceptor for like salvage run. Uh, but not being able to stop those crits, uh, that's, a, that's a little tougher. But she's still uh, in a Titan Interceptor with shield. Um, so she's still a, a pretty good ship. Mm hmm. All right, so I think you skipped over a little bit really fast through that standardized loadout thing. I think that's a, a very important piece that they did in clarification. Um, so what this is telling yeah. us, right? So what they're what this is telling us is that some of the droids are not going to have the the struts, is what you're telling me. Like, because some of the newer yeah, ones from the SLC or, pack like, are. if you put independent calculations on yours. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so and that would be the same thing. Is S foils on an X wing a standardized card? Um, I'm I don't believe it is. Yes, is it actually? I mean, it makes. I mean, there's no reason not to bring it. Let um, me double check here. Yeah. Um, because yeah. that changes now, right? Because that card is not on some of the newer X wings, correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, actually, there are no S foils yeah, that's on right. any of the new X wings. So the new X-Wings that come in the, you know, Battle of Yavin cannot boost unless they have the, uh, what's it like, attack speed where they can do like a one straight boost after they do a three or four yeah. straight. And I do stand corrected. It is not a standardized loadout. It's just a, uh, it's just a customization. Okay. Well, and I, I, and I think it just, it, it only, for me, it only matters just because when they put this clarification in there, I think that's just an important way to pay attention to those things. Um, 
So, for example, like in the droid world, if they don't have the independent calculates, but they don't have network calculates on some of those cards, you know, that's going to become a, a thing people are going to have to remember. So. All right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's also for the interceptors because the all the new interceptors in the pack have sensitive controls where they can boost a barrel roll before and then you could also take like another interceptor that doesn't have sensitive controls and then you'll have to kind of keep the two apart yeah which i think is a little weird but at the same token at this point i'm happy that they're not forcing it because i would be really sad if i couldn't take it you know same with like that independent calculates you could you I guess it's an it's a soft nerf. They could just create a soft nerf for some of this stuff, right? You know, like there you go. Like there's your soft nerf because you can't take it. But I'm I'm happy that they did that. Um the other thing I saw, and I don't know, was this in there before? The chafe cloud is now a device? That that was an old thing. Okay, so they just didn't change yeah. that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. They just forgot to remove the blue. That's it. Okay. I didn't know and I, I was like, okay, well that's a I don't know if that matters. Right, technically speaking, it, it doesn't really matter just because a lot of effects that say, like, if you were to place a device or someone were to, it already doesn't do that because it's an obstacle. Um, so being an obstacle already counters the fact that it's a device and you can't do certain things with an obstacle. Um, yeah. so it's just like a minor clarification. Okay. So let's move on to the next one. So the ban list, um, they up updated that and it says ships on the ban list cannot be included in squads, blah, 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 blah. Standard loadouts cannot have upgrades added to them, but may include upgrades from the ban list. So again, just kind of a static uh, clarification, a little silly to me, but now I wonder if we're going to get like a sense Anakin or something like that. Like, like, are you going to give me some stupid yeah. thing that we can't yeah. get anywhere well, I mean, else? If you look at some of the TIE Fighters, they kind of snuck them in there because um, some of the TIE Fighters have four hull instead of three. So they essentially gave them like a whole upgrade um, without actually like writing it out. Um, so, I, I mean, it saves space. Honestly, you don't really need to write that out there. Just change the number. Um, but, I mean, it, there could be a world where we have people with event sensors uh, on, like, some of those ships or, um, or uh, like, a stealth device on one of those ships. Um, I don't know if they'll want to include a band upgrade like Sense or, uh, or something like that, like Informant, um, just because it could break the game and they're kind of very... Keeping the they're very about the keeping the dial sacred, um, so I don't think they'll go in that route. Uh, but I could definitely see them going with like regen, uh, which is something that we do see in quite a few of the T65s um, or like the whole upgrade. So all right, that's cool. The other piece of it, Maui pointed out that <clears throat> um, tournament standards changed a little bit. Um, I don't know if that's really that big of a deal, personally. I don't know. I, but I figured I'd put it in there because that uh, was, yeah, the, that was the one was change. That, uh, the number of rounds per... Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess we're going to... We, I would have to see it played out for me to personally know. That's my bigger problem. Like, I don't understand it until I get into the tournament. You know? Mm -hmm. um, we ran... When we did Michigan GT, we had 26 or 25 players. And we did a top cut of eight. <laughs> That's what we so, do. So, uh, the I think what the outcry is, what I've seen, 
is since there is now a it's a top four or a top eight or a top 16 once you get into those odd numbered like 20 or like 30 where it doesn't evenly divide out by you know two you get to that point where it's like all right you're gonna have two four and for like a, like uh like a top eight or something you'll have like two four and um like any number and then like a number of like three and ones and it's only like the top six of the three and one so it's no longer a hard cut of oh if you go three you know you need to go x and one to make cut that's not it anymore if you have those kind of odd numbered uh odd number of players so strength of schedule matters and hope that your opponents don't drop out so that's okay so that's so all right so let's talk about that for a minute because i think that's bigger than i guess i i thought of right because that goes back to changing what they were doing what Dion and them have been doing and what we've seen at standard tournaments then so the question becomes is now that it's clarified yeah. do we think that do we think that people will just not care <laughs> like like is that going to be like the thing is like people not going to care um well, when is the next kind of big amg event is that pax or is that lvo gold coast I mean, lvo is not golden state i think is i don't know if it's ran by amg or not but golden yeah. state has a world qualifier at it yep. this weekend that, that that would be Okay, then that would be the best indicator of that, whether they're following that or not. Okay. Because I don't think D and Farmer are running that, so... um, I don't know. I think that's an interesting... I, I don't know. I, I will say that I guess if you run a tournament that doesn't have a Worlds Qualifier in it, do what you want to do, because do what makes your audience happy. Because uh, that's what we did, and it was a lot better. Like, we had people playing longer and it just, it felt a lot better for us to be able to do that. I will tell you it was a long day. Yeah. Um, I've not played seven games in a day before, so that was definitely crazy. But, um, yeah, you guys played all, all the cut games in the same yeah. day. Yeah, that's right. I forgot we, we about did. that. Jeez. Yeah. And next year, so this will change how we do things for next year because I, I, but again, you know, like we had the under 32, like we had it calculated. If I had less than 26 people, doing a top cut of eight was so much better for people. Like people were going to get to play more. And then we basically said, we'll give a raffle prize. If people want to have that fifth game and didn't make cut and you want to keep playing, we'll do it. We'll raffle another prize off. And then the majority of the people didn't want to do that. So we just raffled the prize off. <laughs> anyway, we had a prize already set aside. It was one of those <laughs> squid things. So, um, but we were going to just raffle that off for just the people that stayed that didn't make cut. So, <clears throat> All right, and you already covered the Iden change. Um, yeah, really, it's not that big of a deal, right? It's just I don't. I, I'm. Uh, it's just the preventing the damage, right? Yeah, it, it took away preventing the critical damage, which you know is big for salvage. But other than that, I mean, you get you still get to use it every other turn, uh, which is pretty good. I mean, she's like an, a more offensive Kanan Jarrus, basically. But it says prevent one damage. Does it matter then? Yes. Is it... Yeah, go for it. Go oh, I, go I was go gonna. Ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say it matters in terms of how much damage there is. So, with the ability where if it says you can cancel a hit or crit, if you are suffering hit crit, you can choose to cancel either the hit or the crit. Since you are suffering hit crit, that is multiple damage. You prevent one damage, and since hits are canceled before crits, you are forced to cancel the hit before the crit. 
So if okay, it's just yeah. one crit coming in, you can cancel the crit. That's fine. Yeah. But if it's hit crit, it now forces you to cancel the hit first. All right. So that's actually a pretty big change then. <clears throat> yeah. So can we talk just for 30 seconds about the errata? Like, do we feel that they made a mistake and just didn't want to make the change before the cards got printed? Or like, I, I don't understand how this kind of got through. Again, I'm not going to chide AMG per se and say, oh my God, I can't believe that they missed this. But I mean, I will say like, that is a pretty, that, that one's a pretty important one. Like the I-5 and the I-4, okay, whatever. But, uh, you know, now you can't cancel a crit. I, I, mm. um, I there was a theory about why Dutch changed from I-5 to I-4. Uh, mm. Any of the old pilots, like um, like Wedge or Han or Vader, uh, if you had, if it was a new ship coming out and it wasn't like a brand new one like Wedge, um, it didn't have the cardboard for it, and so they wanted Dutch to go from I four to I five, but they didn't have enough space on the cardboard, so they just went, oh, Dutch is getting a new ship. All right, you can just use his old cardboard, and then they wanted to make him I five printed everything out, didn't have space for them, and then had to cut them back down to I-4. Got it. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good thing Dutch is an I-4. I don't know. Yes, because Dutch, <laughs> Dutch at I-5 would then double mod Wedge at I-5, yep. which is a little scary. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that's what it seems like to me, but I don't know. I could be wrong, I guess. Oh. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the points. <clears throat> and again, we, we went over these. If you missed our episode, we did some of this already. Um, so we probably will spend a little bit less time here and go through more of a hot takes and what we feel. So we have the Y-Wings coming in all at four points, all for the new standard loadout ones. We I feel that's probably pretty base generic. Um, I don't really see anything crazy there. It's a good thing they did not put Dutch at five points because I was a little worried that that's actually what they were going to do is put Dutch at five points. And I think a standardized Dutch becomes unplayable at five points, personally. Yes. Um, yeah, I agree 100%. And I'm happy we didn't get any three-point white wings, even though we probably could have had one of those as a three-point. Like, Pops probably could have been a three-point. Nah. No? No, you don't well, think once so? You, once you make a three-point, like, once you make one, like, definitely lower than everything else like like that's just going to show up everywhere like pops is yeah pops it's an auto include APT? at that point yeah pops has the apt yeah i think they all have. he has the apt and a dorsal and the ability to to re-roll yeah the uh that that seems a little problematic at three points yep all right fair so enough. honestly i mean the biggest thing I, I see, and and I'm kind of going more into like the overall point changes, is that um, I think across the board there should be some generic ships available uh, for for each faction that should at least help fill in those two point gaps uh, with no loadout. Um, I mean, Z95 probably a prime example for that. Um, just a generic one, just being able to just you know have that filler in there um, is is pretty. It would be pretty great for a lot of these factions to do it but overall you know the points came in for a lot of these new standard pilots in um and uh, pricing them 
all even actually makes them pretty competitive um, considering that most of them are initiative four so you can kind of pick and choose which one you want um, depending on the list for it um, and it does make uh, it does make the the list building at least a little bit interesting for those factions i do feel myself drawn to the new factions with these new standardized loadouts just because it's it's fun and it's easy to build so yeah <clears throat> yeah i will say that you know I was messing around with the with these pilots and, and building, you know, Battle of Yarvin um lists, right? And like all of a sudden you go, Man, I got a lot of torpedoes in this list. And oh, I don't even have to like think about it, you know? Like it's not even a choice. Like I think when we were you look at like Dutch beforehand, it's like you can't put the protons on him. And how often do you put an APT on him? Because it doesn't make sense. But now you go back and kind of look at it and you're like, mm, it might make a little bit of sense actually, you know, to be able to do that. Compared to comparatively, right? You know, um, because here you figure that's eight and six. That's 14 points right there. Plus whatever this astromech would be worth. Um, so you, you have 14 points compared to his 12. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, th I, I was a little bit more excited once I actually got the points, I think, um, in hand. So Han being seven, um, I don't think that makes him an auto include, in my opinion. I do think that it gives the ability to say, hey, let's play around with it. Because in a 20-point game, taking and saving that one point does help. But I will tell you, I did also try to build some lists with it, and I didn't know what to do with that extra point. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I had the same issue, man. I kept on like having like one point left over, or like two points, and then I'm like, oh, the rebellion has no two pointer, so it sucks because I gotta take out the the ships that that just you know that don't fit. So it's frustrating. It's really frustrating to build with that. I mean, now it it just makes it a lot easier to run two falcons. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, can, you can go. You cannot. I would go run Han this Han Lando Han... with five extra points. That's a wedge. Han Leia. That's new wedge. Han Leia. Yeah, uh, Ahsoka fits in there. Yeah. Yep, and Ahsoka's a coordinator and aggressively offensive. I. I, the sad thing here's the sad thing it's replacing a ghost right like like all of a sudden i got hot at seven points now i don't care about a ghost and it's like no i like my ghost i want my ghost in the there go, the, the ghost i, I would run more damage though yeah I, I would consider a han callus uh, honestly like that that sounds pretty good yeah, we might have one of those lists built today there's that possibility yeah. i like callus too so yeah all right Let's move on to X-Wings. So we have um, Biggs coming in at five. And I think we, we'll we come back to him in a second because I don't I don't know if I like him coming in at five. Um, but we have Garvin and Jex coming in at four points, Skywalker at six, and Wedge at a juicy, juicy five. And yes, I know Wedge is like not got all the loadout stuff, but... A five-point wedge seems pretty good because you're gonna lose him anyway. <laughs> so, and he still gets proton torpedoes. I don't know. That seems that seems pretty good right there. That's nine points when you put him with Dutch. Now, now you can put him with Dutch and feel better about it, right? Now Dutch can you put him with either Dutch and it's four points. Yeah. Now it feels really good. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a little sad the, that his ability the, only works on Prime right now. So. No, no, no mega torp that really yeah. hurts, but still, 
torpedo carrier. And then when you get into that range one, that does hurt a lot. Yeah. So like there exactly. And and the fact that you can um you can use attack speed to get into range one uh pretty easily at initiative five, uh still pretty good. And it does make him he is a little more survivable with R two A three if he decides to just you know, just get the hell out if he needs to. Um that's mm -hmm. still a pretty strong for Wedge to still uh stay in the battle. Um, especially if you're considering like assault on the satellite array. He can get to another objective point and just regen and take a focus and he will still be in the game still actively going for objectives um and you um you, you can still get a lot more out of him now going back to what you're talking about with big's dark uh dark lighter being five points um it, it's pretty it's i gotta say i i was a little conflicted at first i thought that maybe he might be worth a four points but being able to to choose whether or not you want to activate his ability to either change his to keep his initiative at initiative three or change his initiative to something higher so you can move after somebody is a pretty big deal. Um, it, it, his his ability is a May, um, and he just has to choose a friendly ship at range one. So if you do have like Han Solo out there, who's initiative six, close to uh, close to Biggs, he can change his initiative to initiative six to move after. Or if you're trying to set up a block to stop somebody from grabbing like a crate or scrambling an objective, you can choose to not use his ability that turn and move in for the block. Um, so so it, he's a very versatile piece. So how? I have a weird question. Okay, so if you run him with Ahsoka, right, because it swaps that initiative, then Ahsoka goes at initiative three, right? No, no, but, you uh, treat your your yeah. initiative as the same as theirs. Big, big so changes his initiative. Okay, all right, so that's good. So because I was gonna say, because that would be even dirtier if you if Ahsoka then became a three, got to do her coordinate shenanigans while everybody's still around her. <laughs> yeah, that's so, okay. Be good thanks for the clarification feel better because <laughs> i was like all right fine i can see why you think that because that's almost broken at that point you know like or a hera oh my gosh i don't know yeah mm. i think uh garvin gavin how i don't well, however you want to say his name i think that's that is a big winner but i will tell you jack is that's pretty jack especially with the uh dead man switch boost oh my god oh, yeah. like oh yeah like yeah that four points right there, no problem, baby. Like, like that's, I don't know. Between those two, one of those is almost always, I don't even care about Colby anymore. What does Colby do? I don't know, because I have these other two X-Wings. <laughs> <laughs> She's the, it's the, the fastest X-Wing in existence. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, All right. Anybody else have any other thoughts? I, I think that Wedge is really good too, though. I, I get that he lost an initiative, um, but I do still think, I still do think that's good. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it's a little bit more of a fair wedge. I mean, if you're shooting at range three, a tor uh, proton torpedo wedge at initiative five, you're still denying that extra dice at range three with a proton torp, so it's still good. And then his ability is better when you get into range one, uh, where you're still denying that extra die. So it makes him a little more balanced. Um, he's not as much of a threat. Um, so your opponent might just consider going after somebody else and not making wedge uh, a priority, especially if you have like Luke Skywalker on the board. Um, so it um, it, it kind of brings his power level down to a more balanced um and i mean yeah and it's and you could fit probably a few more things now at uh at five points than you could when he was six 
So. Yeah, I mean, just think about him and and Han together now. Like that's twelve points compared yep. to before at fourteen. 14. Yeah, yeah. Now you can run two more X wings in there if you want. Yeah, yeah. So here's the spiciest one, in my opinion. Other than when we get to Republic, there's a spicy one in Republic that I just can't Ooh. believe. Oh yeah, I at know. all. But <laughs> Vader at six. Come on, folks. Like, did they not think like? Who thought this was a good idea? I get it. He's not going to be as survivable because he can't spend all his force to do actions. You don't get, you don't have unlimited health here, but this Vader is now a trait. Like, I don't even care to some extent if Vader can kill a couple of things. I'm good. Then you could take him off the board and it's like the old wedge that that's what that feels like. And he still gets after birds. He still yeah. gets after yeah. too. And, like, and he has, he has, Shield upgrade and yeah. afterburners. Yes. Yes. Yeah, shield upgrade and afterburners. Yeah. Oh, and here, here's six points. Okay. So, yeah. so my immediate like comparison when I saw this come out is like this is like Empire now has their quick draw. A yeah. ship that is just going to zoom in there yes. and hit you in the face. <laughs> and now he's got three agility and force for defense. Yeah. Yep. Seems crazy oh, yeah. to me. Absolutely. That's Oh, guess what else? And, and hate. And hate. Yeah. Guess what else? You could run him with Mornaki and Oinkin because they didn't adjust those points, FYI. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can, you can two run two Desis and Vader now. Oh, man. Two, no, two, I didn't think about I, that. I, I have, like, that was my first thought is, you know, we know the Jingoists were going up. We knew Wampa was going up. As long as the Decimators aren't hurt that much, what fills that slot? And Vader fills that slot. It's, yeah. it is. The, the problem there is that all three of your ships rely on just zooming in there. And in murder. You, yes. Like, they can't like, play objectives. That is fair. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, just having a ship at I-6 in that list, like the thing that kills those Desis are those I-5s that just barrel roll out of their arcs and they just never, like they never have to worry about the Desis if they don't want to. Uh, and now you have an I six roaming around. So I think that that I mean Empire's still in a great spot right now, and they just need to focus on like three ship lists. Like three and four ship lists are gonna be more of the bread and butter now because they've still got all their big ships. Yeah. And now they're getting these amazing reinforcements. The interceptors as well, I think, are gonna be fantastic filling those gaps. All right. Now so okay, yeah. how about this, Crispy? Think about it this way too. When, when we all first went to this 2.5 model, everybody's like, damn it, what is wrong with AMG? They're going to make us fly six to eight ships every time. This is ridiculous. And yeah. here, we're seeing a swing back. If we look at even even Rebels, you look back, even now, you don't need more than four ships. I don't think. I think you're still flying Rebels with four ships, and you're fine. Um, So it's just crazy, because we like AMG was very... It, it felt like they were just like staunch on this well we could fly a whole bunch of other stuff and now they're dialing it back and now three ship lists to some extent are decent you know like in most there, factions there, there i think there were two changes that specifically happened because of that uh well to at least cause that uh one the massive hit to all the two pointers that came out um like if you're like if your faction had a solid two pointer contrail blount hobby um, even Ahav, for the most part, you went in there, and that just increased your ship count by one, and the rest of your list was fine. 
Um, and then they did some objective changes, like scramble going down from five to three. Because when you need to scramble five objectives, having three ships is not going to cut it. Having seven will leave you with plenty of actions to do those, you know, objective actions, and then go, you know, spend your action like lock or focus or do whatever you need to to shoot your opponent. Um, and then also changes to salvage, so that way, you know, smaller ship counts at least have a slightly better chance and can now focus more on just straight up murdering people rather than worrying about the objective. Um, yeah. So. Like, I mean, the changing away from the two-pointers was, I think, the best thing, because, like, like Contrail was, like, at an all-time high for, like, being yeah. picked ever. Just because who wouldn't want an I-5 at pretty points? solid ace at two points? <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, JJ, now, now that we kind of talked a little bit about that, do you... F so... Do you feel that that this is AMG kind of coming back and saying, "All right, fine, we heard you," or we heard you? We don't. I don't want to say that they listen, um, but if somewhat, it kind of feels like because they wanted everything so objective focused, and you couldn't like live your life without doing objectives. This almost feels like they're kind of coming swinging back, saying, "All right, well, maybe we overdid it a little bit. Now we're kind of reining it back in and making it so there is some viability to." to just murder. Yeah, I think that um, it, at least it feels that they considered um, like the availability of different lists that were being run because, um, you know, they, they've publicly stated before that they do keep their eye on tournament results uh, to see like what's being flown uh, that, for things that need to be adjusted. I mean, if you're taking a look at what the the Empire lists were running at the point um, or for over the last few tournaments, um, it does look like they wanted to adjust that um, so that way um, there's more options available uh, for different lifts options for the Empire as well as Rebels, um, and then also adjusting some of the, the power and some of the other factions uh, with the upgrades that were being commonly used, namely the Chaff uh, across the board. Um, so it does look like they were trying to balance both of them. Um, only time would tell if the balances were enough or too much, um, you know, just depending on what the next tournament results are going to look like. And and, and at the same time, um, it, it also feels like they kind of did this pack, uh, the scenario pack, kind of ignoring what they were going to change in the meta points-wise as well. Um, it, at least that's how it feels to me, just based on like the points values and the loadouts that they have uh, currently for that. I mean, obviously, they weren't going to be able to like foresee what the meta was going to be uh, back way back when they started developing these pilots. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how this shakes out. It does feel like they did react a little bit to some of the more commonly used upgrades. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, if we take a look across the board with uh, the ships that were affected by the points changes, it really isn't that much. Um, probably the most famous one is Jingo Jingo Wampa, which went up in one point each. Um, but honestly, I think that pretty much opens up the list building aspect for the Empire at this point. All right, so let's talk about interceptors, and and then I want to move on because we're already we're, we're forty minutes in, we're only in, in here, and I, I I and I guess these are in fairness, these are the two factions that are the, like the the biggest changes. So, yeah, what do you all feel about Iden at six points in an in, in, interceptor? Good, good. I don't want to see her. I don't want to see her at five. Okay, all right. Nah. So I I do want to challenge that. Why why not? 
because they're at five. Even with Jingo's and Wampa going away, there is so much damage denial in Empire that I do like, and just hard to get through damage in Empire that I just do not want to see. I simply like Countdown and Iden. Those two just march up together. Yeah, um, yeah, fair point. I didn't think of Countdown. Yeah, yeah. You, you got a fair point. There. Uh, okay. Yeah. Did did you did you fire a Proton Torp? No, nah, that's a stress token now. Like, like that's just what it is. Um, mixed, with <laughs> any, mixed with any other yeah, Tie Fighter yeah. out there, like, e like even Captain Dobbs in the Defender. Like, if you just put him next to Aiden, and they just, you know, whichever one you go for, they just start canceling damage left and right. Um, and then even that—that's just a Defender that you have to worry about. That is also now in the damage reduction uh, area. With Iden, with Countdown, with everything else in Empire that takes forever to kill because they're ties. They've got, you know, they've got three green dice with a focus. Unless you've got something to get around that, um, you just need to pray for blanks. Um, I at at five, I think that leaves open room for a bit too much because you know you get Iden and then you can start maybe filling in with you know, like five or six ties in there, and that feels really rough. Because, you know, they're they're still Yeah, shooting. that's fair. <clears throat> Alright, I don't know. Alright, I guess that's yeah. fair. I, I guess that's fair. I, I don't know. I, I feel Iden is worthless at six points in standard play. I feel that Iden was priced, and I said this on Wednesday, I feel some of these prices are specifically for the fact that we went to 35 points for a bliss building in um battle of yavin right so the six points doesn't feel what, very bad yarvin yarvin <laughs> did i not say yarvin did i say it right you said it right no you oh, said yavin you actually said yavin yeah <laughs> oh we got him damn it i've been trying so hard not to anyway um so so i i feel that Iden was priced for that versus for standard which to your point, Crispy, I guess that's fair because at least that's one other ship we don't have to worry about trying to plan around. But as a Empire player, I kind of wish she was five points, I guess. Like, six points feels in a 20-point list. You could take Soon's here or Iden. I'm probably taking Soon's here. Like, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably taking Soon's here. Um, and I still think Soon's here is overpriced at, at, at six points. But that's just me, you know. Now that we have the ties going back to normal, I feel soon's here is overpriced. You know, that's just I mean, my opinion. I, I I've been a fan of soon's here at six. Like whenever I, I, I don't play Empire a lot, yeah. but when when I do, like soon's here is in there most of the time, um, just because that that's someone I can build around and a ship that I know I can fly well and can, you know, lean onto if I need you know a ship to clutch the game. All right. Anything else about the four-point um, interceptors before we move on? I, I, I don't think any of those are surprising. I will tell you that so, I feel at least one of those is going to make a huge splash in standard. Um, but when we get to list building, I'm sure we'll see that. So, probably. All right. Now we move yeah, on to the I ties. Mean, the, the only other part I would say... Go ahead, JJ. Yeah, that that's exactly what I was gonna say. The the ties, the the regular tie fighters. I was gonna say that you know having 
the majority of these ships now at three points, means that you can run six of them um, and be at 18 points and still have uh, room for like an academy pilot or what you want um, to have a really good swarm. Or you could just reduce that uh, down to a better four point ship. Um, you could either do a Hell Runner if you wanted to have some passive rerolls or uh, go all the way up to. Um, to lighten Dre in the um, in the type brooch uh, to have some rerolls for everybody as long as you can get that uh, to function correctly, and these um, these tie fighters can all of a sudden be very very scary um, having all those rerolls for offense, and they're going to be tough to take down. So yeah, it's it's definitely um, really interesting to now have a lot more options in the tie fighter with all these ships uh, beyond just the jingoist and wampa. To be as a matter of fact, when I was actually making lists, the last thing I was considering was either uh, wampa or the jingoist because now I'm looking at Mauler Mythal, I'm looking at Night Beast, I'm looking at uh, Gideon Hask, uh, just as a really solid solid options at three points uh, to add into the empire. Yeah, <clears throat> so I don't think it's surprising. I'm a little surprised um, Wampa went up to three, I guess. But I mean, whatever. I mean, it's to it goes back to, and, and I think Nano um, in the chat mentioned this earlier tonight, and I didn't kind of point it out because I wanted to save it for this piece, is that we should have, you know, at least one a one-pip, two-point ship that's a generic. And, and and I've been saying that all along. Like, that's, that's like my gripe about how they do things is give me a one-point generic who cares? Let it be a list failure that does nothing. And here we have now Empire going back a little bit, which I agree with. I really think Empire should be dialed back and I'm very happy that they didn't dial back Vader, except for I'm not super excited. Well, I am excited because I'm going to fly Vader, but I'm not super excited to see a six-point Vader on the table at all. Like that, like that, I'm still in a little bit of shock at a six-point Vader. And maybe we go back to the other streams and see if I ever said that we should have a six-point Vader because I don't think I ever did. But um, anyway, <laughs> um, I I don't I agree with you, and and I'm telling you right now that the it, it's which is the six the the I six dark curse or backstab dark curse. Yep, I think that dark curse yeah. goes into more of an AC type list, and I think backstabber and mythal go into your combo list. Like those two, like you're gonna get. Two of those, that seven points plus Vader at six is what, 13? You still have seven effing points to play with. Right there. You can, you can fit a decimator. You fit a decimator in there too now. And now you have ships that all have interactions together. Merry Christmas. Uh, I, I am a little interested as why Backstabber is four, but the new Muller Mythle is three when they have the exact same <laughs> ability. Yep. Uh, the only difference yeah, is exactly. back, <laughs> backstabber has crack shot, disciplined, and Mauler Missile has predator. I don't think I don't think that warrants an additional like squad point, but like okay. I, yeah. I, I'm like if yeah. you're, if you're yeah. bringing them over their other counter, I was you're obviously too. bringing them together. <laughs> um, because like you wouldn't just bring like this Mauler Missile over the standard Mauler Missile. Just because it needs backstabber, so I think they're pricing them together as a package as seven points, rather than the two individual ones as three points. Because there's no, there's no rhyme or reason why one would be more expensive than the other. Yeah. So it it, it he's a package deal. You got to run them together. Um, 
and it's kind of like you're paying for the benefit of also like you can run them with yeah. Vader. So it's like, all right, if you're running backstabber and Mauler Mythal with Vader, that's going to cost, you know, one extra point because you're, you know, you're getting them that, that you're getting those extra dice um, consistently rather than, you know, having to get in, into range one or having to get in the, uh, what's that? I mean, do we have an, no, we have Scourge. Scourge is the other, you yep. know, make it but yeah, so yeah, I don't know. It's uh, kind of a weird thing. And they also killed all the loadouts on the two point ships. Ju just Good. thinking about like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, what I was gonna say is that you know, you know, realistically, uh, for the points that there are at right now, would you consider actually running Dark Curse and Mauler Mytho along with Vader? Like, that's. That's a good chunk of your list. That's more than half of your list, and you're you're essentially running an X one with two Tie Fighters. Would you st and and on top of Vader will be action starved? Um, do you think that's a pretty good combo currently right now in the meta for standard? Vader with Dark Curse and Mauler. That's that leaves you with what six points. Right, because that's seven plus four plus three. Yeah, so that's fourteen. So that leaves you with six. So oh, there he goes. Um, so you're either taking. There you are. Uh, yeah. So you're either taking two ties or like soon to your fell. Um, <laughs> or Iden. Now it's Iden too. Or it's Iden. Yeah. Um, I mean, running a four ship list with Darth Vader and then you're getting an interceptor and two ties that feels a bit too dice variant for me because like you're running a four yeah. ship list but look at your total health across the board between those four um where it's like Vader is no longer your punchy ship Vader needs to live or if you know like if you have soon tier yeah. then it's like all right you know you have Vader, Dark Curse, like you have Vader and Mauler sticking together. You've got Dark Curse doing his own thing in the background, doing objectives, and then you've got Soontir, who's going to clean up for you. I feel like that can do all right. It's just, just think about the number of shots that you're going to be taking, and you know, if they're going for Vader early, can you afford to get around with those shots? Once Vader dies, it's two Tie Fighters and a Tie Interceptor. That feels. I don't know. It's it's soon tier, so there could be a bit of magic there. Um, or you take Iden, Iden, tie damage reduction on Vader. Yep, yep. That that's, that change that's right good. there is big. Yeah. I like, still don't think it's worth six good. points, but I'll still argue that. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Iden becomes a staple that nobody wants to see. Right? You know, maybe, maybe you could be right, and, and Iden becomes so horrible that we don't want to see it that often. So. I don't know. You got to tell your player in your NCX league, whoever is running your empire list, they got to try Iden out now. Like now it has to be a thing. Schedule them at the end of the week. So you don't have to worry about if Iden sucks. Uh, I'll, I'll let them know. But that <laughs> we don't have anybody in our, in our group running empire. I don't think, yep. I don't know if we do Nick, there you go. Get on that. Somebody that's not, I'm not a captain. So, <laughs> or JJ, you run that shit. Somebody does. I can. Anyway. I'm CIS. Damn it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> You and your boba. You know you lost me all my Nickel City points this week. Just I'm just going to publicly say you lost me all my <laughs> fucking Nickel City points this week. I was like, oh, GJ's <laughs> running two dual fire sprays. No problem. He's got this. But no. 
Yeah, that that was definitely not my best game, but you know, I, I gotta give props to uh, to to Andrew Block. He is a really great player. Um, and to be honest, the only time, the only reason why I beat him last time is that I he just had incredibly bad dice variants on my, uh, on that FO matchup I had with uh, with Free Vizsla, and um, but uh, but yeah, he was a great player, and uh, I just wish I could have played better. That's it. Anyway, man, we'll just edit that out. Nobody cares. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm going to give you shit because you didn't pick me. So you're going to get shit all season. That's what's going to happen. Dude, I think that uh, video that you had with, with Nick is becoming like one of the most highest rated. <laughs> like, what is it? Really? I guess I don't look at my YouTube standards. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move, let's move on because I really want to get to lists. I don't think yeah, we're going to get yeah, to cover Battle of Yarvin go, stuff go, go. today. So we're going to we're going to we're going to skip the Battle of Yarvin discussion in favor of doing Andor. Um, an after hours and or um, discussion and tales of the Jedi. Uh, but I want to do lists tonight. So we're going to do yes. that. I don't care what anyone says. So Malaris lost a point of loadout, but stayed at three. I don't care. Um, oh no. Yeah. Um, oh no. Uh, now we are back to cluster missiles. Ooh. It's all, it's all <laughs> I've been running that the entire time and it really doesn't <laughs> matter because cluster missiles are better. But anyway. yeah. I, um, especially with the, the free focuses. I, I whatever. I, I don't. I don't care. I, I like, so how about this? The only thing that you like the marksmanship, I will tell you losing marksmanship though on him or on her does kind of suck a little bit because I had yeah. like that piece of it. If yes. it worked. Yes. It, 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 you know, it happens every once in a while and it's like, all right, yay, we got a damage sensor ray on there. Yep. Cool. A li little extra thing. It, it's one point. If it happens, it happens. Otherwise, I'm sure the first order is plenty of other toys going on. They'll yeah. be just fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Malaris is still going to be ran. Oh, she's yeah. not. She <laughs> she didn't I, lose anything of importance. I can guarantee you she'll be ran. So, all right. So now we move on to resistance wartime loadout. We're going to put I put that in there first um, because it's specific to this faction. Went down to five points. Now, here's my bold prediction. And I learned this tonight, by the way. I learned this tonight. I did not know this. Lega has a native missile slot, by the way, folks. If you didn't know that, run Lega. Like, so my prediction is Lega's going to be the first. If you're going to run a Y-Wing, you might as well just put Lega in there. She doesn't even need wartime loadout to do any of this crap. And she's still running turret, too. It's just yes. it's crazy to me. The, the, bi the big thing there is that she... She not only gets the missiles, but she keeps her ability. So you get turning computer. You can lock calculate on a concussion missile. Yes, I know because they uh, did it to me tonight. I was like, yes. "Oh, that's right. I forgot about that." Mm. Uh, that that the interaction I saw was uh, the wartime loadout and I'm being able to uh, cancel results or critical results. Uh, put marksmanship on her with a procket, and she, good luck. Yeah, there, there's nothing you can do about about a uh, a procket coming at you with uh, League of uh, Forcing with a target lock and a calculate coming at you. That's five dice. Uh, That's where's tough. yeah. Where's the focus to fire that procket? Uh, you can easily get that ca uh, coordinated over to you from like a rose with C three PO at three points. That's easy. Yeah. Now, now, now the trick is landing a bullseye with an I three. Good point. I mean, you do see a lot of pre Vizsla out there in Ezra, so... There we know go. what JJ's team's running this week. Lego with a... 
with a bracket on it. <laughs> JJ just gave his hand away. Um, but so okay, so all of these Y wings went up to four points. So the first thing I'm going to say is I feel disappointed. I understand why they do this. I, I and it's this weird points vacuum we live in. So I get why they did it, because if you left a couple at three points, they become auto includes and blah, blah, blah. But again, it still violates a little bit of what I want to some extent, though. The winner of this whole thing in resistance is Jaeger. Jaeger is the winner in this whole this whole scheme of things. <laughs> he has loadout. He's an I five. And now he's three points. So he goes, hey, look at me, baby. Somebody fly me. Yep. The, that's the winner of this whole thing. Every list that ran one or two Y wings now just immediately looks at Eager. Yeah, just like, hey, we we you're filling that slot now. Yep, and it's like, oh, yep, we we gotta start picking up Finn and. Oh no, did Chrissy Crispy froze? Yeah. So anyway, it was Ollie. Ollie. Ollie froze. <laughs> it was all Ollie's fault. <laughs> Um, so I, 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 again, I wanted Akbar to stay at three points. Damn it. Like I really wanted to see Akbar get play. Um, I would have probably been okay with Kai staying at three points too. Um, but whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. I think it's a good change to break up resistance. Um, it breaks their power level creep a little bit. And I think, so again, it makes it, <laughs> they didn't do what I wanted them to do and do anything with a wing. So I don't know, like it's still giving me like, do I really want to go play resistance? Uh, I don't know. You know, like running two fireballs does sound kind of fun though. So I, I couldn't do that before. I guess I could have done it before, but it wasn't as good as running, you know, a Y wing. So. Yeah. All right. Anybody have anything else in resistance or want to move on to Republic? Let's take a look at the new siege course on stuff. Yes. So this is where we get to announce Siege yeah, of Coruscant, right? Yeah. Siege of Coruscant points. That means when they re that means they're that's the next thing they're going to release right next month, I think. Uh, Hotshot Sinesis Two is a week before. Yes, that. I believe Siege of Coruscant. I believe the release date on Asmodee is December second, and then Hotshot Sinesis is November twenty fifth. So okay. So why did they give us Siege of Coruscant points and not Hotshot Sinesis points then? Uh, because Siege of Coruscant is easy. They need to know one number per ship. All right, all right, I guess. But come on, man. Like, like th so that means we, we could possibly get another points shakeup, but I'm guessing we're not going to get a big point shakeup at all. Probably not. But they're, like, and again, then it just seems like, couldn't you just have given us a point? Like, I just want to know if my Poe is going to be seven yeah. or eight. That's what I want to know. <laughs> is Poe going to be seven or eight? <laughs> or nine? He's eight. There's, there's no way he's seven. If 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 he's seven, I will throw many of it. Yep, yep. Nano, you're right. They could still be testing it, and that's fine. So we will get one more points update. At least that show will be a lot shorter because I doubt they're going to adjust anybody else's points unless something from the Battle of Yavin comes. Yarvin comes out. Um, like later, <laughs> broken. So, um, so here you go. JJ, what do you feel about the arcs? You got some arcs at four points now. Oh, my goodness. Am I excited to have Wolf at four points? Jag less so, but Wolf at four points and Jag at four points. I'm immediately adding these guys into my Republic list because that is so much beef 
for four points that you can add into a list, and you can essentially run four ships, especially since Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Ada 2 uh, is also four points, and Shakti as well. Um, you can fit five, you can add those four pilots and still have another four pointer uh, to, to fill out your list uh, for, for Republic. I mean, that is just really, really good. I like it a lot. I see it like I know like Obi-Wan at four, I think is the takeaway. Um, but I think I think what will be seen is the two arcs. I mean, we we haven't seen their cards yet, right? We don't know anything about them other than uh, no, yeah. So, no, it, not, it, not could, yet. No. it could be really bad abilities. Like maybe Wolf has three charges total, not recurring, and he can spend one charge to reroll while he attacks. He gets three rerolls for his entire game, and that's it. That's because um, he's going to be dead in three, dude, three turns anyway, Chris. Yeah, come on. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever played a that tail. He, he might have that tail. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but you take the two arcs, you take Obi Wan, and then you take Anakin in the Ada at five. And then you take click at three. Yeah, I know. It's yes. disgusting. Now, yes. Hold Absolutely. on, though. Crispy, think about this, though, right? Yeah. Maybe it's better because we're stopping seeing the lats. And I'm not going to say lats are horrible. We should get rid of them, blah, 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 blah. But it was if you ran Republic, you ran lats. And like yes. when I went to, um, oh, whatever the Adepticon, I didn't rent a lat. But when and this was the first iteration, I ran a seven ship. Um, Republic list because I was stupid, I guess, and didn't want to win. Um, so I didn't want to lat. Um, <laughs> but do you feel maybe is this going to push us into a decision where we actually have to decide a, an archetype that we're going to have? And now we have a couple of archetypes that are coming out of that could be very potent and viable out of Republic. Oh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, they already hit the arcs pretty hard. I'm sure we'll get to those in a minute. But uh, we'll see less... Sorry, they hit the lats uh, pretty hard. Um, I don't know, like, I am curious, because we don't know what is on Jag and Wolf, if they have, like, Seventh Fleet or something on there. And, you know, they've got the ability to uh, pump up and give those kind of support roles as well. Um, I believe they'll have the born for this ability, which will let them spend focus and evade tokens from each other. Yeah. So they will at least have some kind of like chain sharing focus ability. Um, so like click can lock Annie and Obi and um, keep them protected. And then they can steal from, you know, click or either of the arcs and to keep each other alive. So I'm, I'm holding my, like I'm holding my firm opinions until I see them, um, but for now, just on paper, just I mean, names honestly, themselves, stand for themselves. So the the biggest thing for me is the one card that's really going to work well with the born for this ability, and that is Satine Kreese being able to give out those evade tokens for ships that are not going to be uh, engaging or have like a ship and arc. And then you can, uh, as long as that's a clone, you can pass out that token over to them for with the disarm token. And then they can um, they can pass that on to another ship that has born for this to get that passive evade or focus. I think that's going to be a huge, huge factor for the, for the Republic once this pack comes out, um, just being able to keep those ships alive. 
Yeah, I don't know. I I agree with you, Crispy. We need to see the we need to see the, uh, the, the what what they get. But like I'm telling you right now, just jag at an i three unless they change the initiative. Like as an i three blocker to some extent. I, to me, that's just good, right? You know, we're probably not going to get the veteran tail gunner. Um, I'm hoping we do not get veteran tail gunner. There we go. Let's just say it now, please, AMG. Do, I hope you were not stupid and put veteran tail gunner on these things. I, actually, I hope they don't put Seventh Fleet either. Like now, that I think about it. Like, stop doing that. You know, stop giving, stop doing dumb things. Um, but I, I, there was a, at our local there was a discussion about why Arc should be cheaper, and I think, and again, as much as I've railed against standardized loadouts being something I'm not as fun fond of, right? Because I like list building and the variability piece of it. I am okay with if you can't make a certain ship uh, you know without killing it a lower cost if a standardized loadout is the way to do it okay fine then, then I'm okay with that type of a thing except for tri fighters they can't do shit with tri fighters it seems um, anyway, <laughs> um so we're gonna go back let's go let's go back again before we even talk about lats you have an Anakin and an Obi-Wan and an Ada and I know it's an Ada but they're at five and four points now Who's not going to put attempt to put some of those things on the table? At least one of them. Obi on the, the three-fourths Obi in an Ada. I have four points. Who cares if the Obi dies in a round? Nobody cares. And, and an Anakin, even at five points, how, how is, is he really going to die? Maybe. But probably not if you're like really good at flying him. You know? I mean, at five points in I6 with three-fourths, and system repo and a built-in ion cannon where and it's like the thing about that is that it's not just like yes it is a two die ion cannon basically with the ancillary ions and then you have malice to guarantee the crits but you don't need to do two damage to get the ion all you need is that one crit to do the ion and when yep. you have malice your string of hits will end in that crit so that is going to be an annoyingly, yeah. you know, zappy piece where all it just hits you once and then just whoop, teleports behind you with the bullseye and uh, you're not in a good spot. Yeah. And nope. the biggest thing, too, is that with with the decline of chaff clouds, ion is going to be the next thing that's going to come into the meta. Um, the, the effect of ion of removing an enemy lock, uh, or rather they have to essentially break their lock if they get ioned, is going to be huge now uh, because that's going to be the only way to guarantee, especially if you're high initiative, um, to protect the priority target on your list uh, from getting torped, uh, especially from these uh, these new rebellion ships that came out. Uh, this is going to be the Republic's way of being able to, um, to passively defend against torpedoes um, at, at a high initiative. Ooh, all right, so now we're gonna move on. Uh, Contrail, where's <laughs> I don't we don't know what Contrail's loadout or Clicks loadout or Axe or Kickback is, but none of those like are really shocking, I guess. Yeah. Like whatever, I don't care about. It. At this current time, I don't care about them. Maybe if they have something amazing on them when we see their card. But we have Lats, and they lowered Hawk down to twelve points, which obviously is their favorite. And they get, said, Hound, you can no longer have 22 points. You can only have 20. But we're going to give you we're going to give you six points of squad point. 
what do you all think about that? I I I think that was necessary. Um, yeah. There was a lot that you could do out there with the Lat and with Republic crew, just in comparison to some other support ships out there. Um, like let's just say Rebels, you have Janors for six points, and her ability she gives out one additional die per turn. Meanwhile, a Lat can take Seventh Fleet, which is basically doing the same thing. Provides fire convergence, which is rerolls. Has Corky and Satine, or you know Corky and C3PO, or something like that, to provide defensive output as well. Meanwhile, Janors maybe has Jinerso on her, um, but can also shoot. So there's a there's a bit of a trade-off there. Just comparing what the Lats could do at five, the fact that they could cover every single base of a support ship. Um, was was pretty insane, especially for all the ships that they have out there, like the Jedi, that if with the proper support, they never miss and they cannot die. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know. I I am a little excited that the lats are changing so that you have to make a decision now. I, I again I feel unfortunately they're getting rid of Hound to some extent at six points. But I don't know. We'll see because if you think about it, those Adas coming in at the four and the five, I, you can still run Hound with those lists. You you still can do that. And yeah. Hound with twenty points is nothing to scoff at at all. It, it's it's just like for those like those when you think of like those top Republic lists, it's just now instead of Obi Wan in you know with CLT Obi, it's like Mace with CLT. Like that like that's the trade off you're getting, and that feels a little bit fair. Um, to kind of keep all the toys, it's just all right. You go from an i5 to an i4. That's it. Um, on one of your pieces, and then you lose that support uh, from Obi Wan's ability. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think Republic will still find ways to work about it. Um, like I, I think that they're in a fine spot right now. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you, and and I'm kind of happy to see the the last change a little bit. But I will tell you that i5 Hawk at 12 points is still. <laughs> Hawk gives you the boost. The only thing you're not doing is taking away like Hound was doing. Like people were finally going like I had, we had this argument, like everybody wanted the higher initiative with Hawk, but I mean, I'm telling you like Hound being able to take some of those tokens, you know, those negative tokens onto himself. That's, that was pretty good. Like I like that a lot. Um, I use that when I ran Hound all the time, um, but they, they've kind of AMG is just kind of saying, Hey, do you want a lesser Hawk? Here you go. I wish they would make a loadout like a um, kind of like what we had talked about creating some sort of a card, like a configuration for them to either give you a support lat or an attack lat and then let us play around with that. That would be fun, you know, kind of like what they have. And, and, and you know what? Make make Republic the only faction that gets that. That's what I say. Give them the only one. All right, let's move on to CIS. Um I don't think there's a lot to talk about. The uh, Tri-Fighters come in at four and five points. I uh, don't give a shit at all. Um, still probably not going to run them. I did say it's funny because Crispy does, was running those tries and they they, they just whatever. They, they I don't care. It's a 50-50 game. You don't have a consistency. Like either yeah. they do really well or you're fucked. They are, no in between. they are way too dice dependent and on those lower initiatives it's like alright you sit there with the double calc and you hope you don't get shot at more than twice 
and then you'll roll naked dice back. Um, yeah, like and and for four points, that feels real bad. Like you, yeah. like you cannot like if you take a scenario action, you die that turn. Yep, exactly. I I, I don't know. I whatever. I'm gonna move on. I just sorry. I I I, I am very uh, very upset by how they handle tries because. They're so fun to fly. They really are. They just They really are. Yeah. They, like I hate it. One of my favorite 2.0 lists was four tri fighters and an HMP. That was Oh yeah. That was, that was fun. That was. Oh, but yeah. Dooku at 6 though, I think we'll see some play. <laughs> Dooku at 6 100% will get some play. I already have lists. We'll see it later, but I have lists built around Dooku. Yes, let's let's work on getting to those lists. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like they, they also should have probably adjusted uh, 066 and Maul. Uh, 066 would be five points and Maul to be seven points just so they can see some play for, for CIS. But leaving them at their current points, uh, it, it just feels tough to run anything other than uh, standardized Dooku right now for, for the infiltrators. You won't. So, All right, the last change is... Yeah that we have are um, essentially the R3 and R4 uh, changed. They went up one point each. I don't think that's a big deal. R3 going up to four points does hurt a little bit, honestly. Um, but I yeah. think it's... I, 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 I don't think it's the end of the world. Again, it's making you make a choice. Um, Electro Chafe going up to nine points, I think, is BS, but that's how they chose to take care of that situation. Yeah. So, whatever. Sorry. Thank, what, thank you. What are you, um, Crispy? You <laughs> I fucker. was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So, I was really hoping that they would nerf the bomber instead of the chaff because I love chaff on other ships, not just the faux bomber. Uh, the faux bomber did not get touched <laughs> at all, and they took it entirely out on the upgrades. So, um, like I like I, like I'm not gonna lie, I am still flying chaff on my bombers. It's just I only have one chaff bomber now because with dread, like it's grudge and dread that are generally carrying the chaff. Um, dread like that just takes up all of his loadout. He can't do anything else. Like he can get like skilled, and congrats. You you are really good at throwing chaff, and then you are a two die gun for the rest of the game. Um, so I think what it does is for other factions, like it just kills off anything that wants to run chaff. Um, it's just way too expensive. Like like fire sprays, just drop chaff entirely. Get better upgrades. Um, unfortunately, like oh man, um, it's just for first order specifically. Um, first order is probably one of the most deep factions when it comes to good ships at those points we have a million good four point ships i'm gonna drop dread and i'm gonna find something that's perfectly suitable um i have all i i have all the sfs um the other like okay so like i have phasma backdraft whirlwind nightfall ember gideon ask terex like seven ships right there fill the spot instantly i don't even bat an eye um, it's just, I have one shaft now on grudge and that's it. Yeah. The other change was the proxies going to seven or going to eight and clusters going to seven, which <laughs> who thought clusters going to seven was a good idea. Whatever. Um, I don't know. I vented yeah. heavily about yeah. that. 
That pisses me off. Once again, the bomber being able to make the use out of those upgrades and everyone gets hit rather than changing the bomber. Yep, exactly. Yep. And you could even change the bomber to say you can't do mines. You could have just said, hey, you could do bombs. You could yep. boost and drop a bomb and not a mine. And like, oh, we fixed all the problems. You yep. know? I, it, it was it was the boost mine that killed it. Um, the boost and like, if you boost and drop like in a, like a proton bomb, okay, like that like that falls under the same umbrella as like the rebel. Uh, sorry, not the rebel, the uh, imperial bombers that have that little you know they can do it at banks. Like okay, that's cool. Like they have a way to get additional spots that their bombs can go in. Mm-hmm. But they're still just bombs. You like you have some play to maneuver around it. With the mines, you didn't. Um, if you got, if you bumped into the bomber, you took the mine. That was pretty much it. Um, but it's fine. I mean, who's gonna see him again? Like, uh, I don't know. Like at eight, like, yeah, that's it's, that's it's literally just many other upgrades that you can fit in there. Uh. Well, I mean, you saw if you watched the three one two squadron tonight, you saw I changed uh, proxies out on Django for thermals to keep notorious. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I mean, thermal detonators right now is probably going to be the the, the go to ordinance for a lot of people. Um, it still covers a wide area. It's still cheap at five points, and you can get pretty good results out of it. Uh, you get probably more so than a custom mine. Yeah. yeah. You get strained. You have a fifty percent chance of getting strained or hit. Like, yep. You, you, or no, it's more than fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent chance of taking damage, twenty five percent of taking strain. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, it's, uh, oh, you know. So, notorious going up to five. I don't think we're going to see the end of notorious. Um, no, I think that we will see notorious be kept on more limited squads. Um, but I don't think notorious one hundred percent goes away. I will say that Notorious in my game didn't really affect a lot of things, but I think that's not a great sample size. Um, I don't know. I think people have to play different if you have prox mines, and I feel that moving to the the bombs and, and making bombs a bigger focus than the mines is okay. I still think cluster mines is dumb because it's never guaranteed damage. So I like I'm still going to be very opposed to that. They could have left clusters at five points and been fine um but i still think proxies are good um and i think like yeah there you go nano like eman still takes proxies i'm pretty sure i think you still take proxies at eight points uh on eman and that's because of eman's ability i think you do i think that's i think you do jj i think that i think we go because that's only two points that you have to dump off there yeah, I mean, you could sacrifice that and other stuff. Um, I've actually been playing around on a different loadout of it, but we'll we'll have to tackle that a different day. All right, so we're going to switch screens here. All right, Let's so now we just get into some lists. So this first list, you know what? I should probably bring up who brought the list because I don't know. The first list is Kyle Wren, not Kylo, Kyle Wren. And this is a first Empire list that was submitted to us. So here we are. We're going to transition a little bit, I think, into um, into a discussion about lists. And we're going to spend the rest of the time that we have here together on lists. So, JJ, you want to take this list, and then you guys can start talking yep. about it? 
So this one here is Vader, Suntir, and three TIE Fighters. So we have the X-1 Vader with Malice, Hate, Marksmanship, Fire Control System, and Afterburners. Suntir with Trick Shot, Crack Shot, Shield Upgrade, and Sensitive Controls. Iden Versio with Disciplined, Tractor Beam, and Precision Ion Engines. And then two generic Black Squadron TIE Fighters at Initiative 3 to round out the list. Um, I definitely, it feels like an old school 2.0 list a little bit, um, just based on the archetype. Um, but uh, overall, I do like the the overall feel for the list of what it can do. I mean, Aiden and those ties can go after objectives really, really good. And then the rest of the list has to deal with two I-6 uh, ships that can do some hurt here. Um, I'm not particularly a fan of sensitive controls on Suntier Fell, since I feel that he needs to be able to um, react more once he actually sees uh, the board state at initiative six. Um, sensitive controls takes that away from him a bit. I do understand that you're trying to get that trick shot to line up more with Suntier Fell, and sensitive controls allows you to get in, take the trick shot, and then barrel roll out uh, from behind an obstacle, uh, which is a way to kind of get that. Um, get get a little more defense out of it if you're hiding behind a rock um however he's still very very dice dependent on defense and if you're not able to use his ability regularly to get that extra focus token um if he gets into one too many arcs soon fell will burn up really really fast so typically i don't uh, care for sensitive controls in that capacity just because you want to be able to uh, regularly get that bullseye and um, and get that extra focus token and that allows you to either double reposition if you need to or take an evade into a reposition and that makes you tier fell live a lot longer uh, than that for Vader, really good loadout. I do like Malice. I do like Hate. Um, Afterburners and Fire Control System, Vader's always really solid. Um, that's definitely one of the, the good loadouts there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I see that Kyle's here uh, in the chat saying that he had this list before, but it's just uh, with the Black Squads instead of uh, Jingos and Wampa since they went up. Um, I, do, I do appreciate having numbers in a list. But the generics, I don't think, have the uh, same effect anymore. Um, because, like, those Jingos, one, being at I-4, having those elicits, being able to get in there and disrupt early, um, and also not get initiative slant. There are plenty of initiative fours out there. Um, you do have Iden there to protect them, uh, but I am worried about their output. Um, I think... And, like, the great thing about Empire is that they have a lot of strong fours as well. So you can keep Aiden, because Aiden by herself is just an annoying ship to kill. Um, she's a great um, uh, objective taker. She can hold on to it. And if anyone, you know, comes at her, it, it like, she's got that three health plus that extra charge. So even if she's just, you know, keeping it for herself, she can still be annoying. Like, just give her HLC. She'll eventually get a good shot in now and then. Um, and that's not bad. And then you can focus on supporting your other ships. Um, I love the Reaper at four. Uh, either Vizier or Faroff. Uh, giving out those coordinates. Uh, Emperor Palpatine on Vizier. Especially if you have these um, aces that you want to support, having Palp out there to make sure that their defense stays strong is great. Uh, plus Vizier with those coordinates. So um, I do think that that is something that you should look into. Um, the tractor, 
the tractor beam on Iden just can be exchanged out for an HLC since you're not going to be using it for, you know, you use the tractor to help out the rest of your list, get shots. Iden being at I4 shooting after Vader and Soontier is not going to help out those shots. So that's really only to help the Black Squadron aces. Um, and you need that to hit in order for their shots to be as effective. So just straight that out for an HLC um, and then have like Vizier in there over the TIE Fighters. And that is pretty scary because not only do you have a Reaper taking up space, you've got Iden in the back working on objectives. And then you've got two aces that are still moving out and about. Um, Malice, hate, you will be... You're, you're not going to be short on force, I'll tell you that, one way or another. Uh, you will have plenty of force. I'm just a huge fan of Pattern Analyzer on Vader. For on those turns when you do need to turn around, you're still able to get all of those actions. Yes, you've got burners on there. Um, but if you need to roll or if you need to you know, get that uh, focus or something. So you can trade out Marksmanship and then either Malice or Hate for that Pattern Analyzer. Um, probably you, you hate. Get, I, it's hate. Yeah, I mean, Malice is like if you're running up against you know those gauntlets or those desis, Malice is gonna you know do a lot of work for you. But uh, otherwise, I mean, I, I get Malice on Vader. I personally don't fly Malice on Vader. I go with Elusive and Brilliant Evasion, uh, just to make sure that he's a lot harder to kill. But that's just me. Um, I get why people run Malice, and when those crits happen, when you get those force regen, uh, he is incredibly strong. Yeah, I think it just depends on your playstyle. If you're a more aggressive player, run Malice. If you're if you want the defense piece of it, um, you know, run the other. And I think that's the big thing, right? You know, because that's that it that that to me the pattern analyzer at this current time at five points is almost kind of the staple for for Vader at this Vader at least, you know. Um, one so. one quick thing, I am going to disagree with JJ. I do like sensitive controls on Suntier. I, I agree with you on that too, Crispy. I like sensitive controls on Suntier as well. I mean, That's trick, okay. shot, trick shot behind the rock feels really good, and then you've got you've got the outs left and right. Like that makes you a little bit more unpredictable. So, oh, I like that. Yeah, I think it's spicy. I think it's a spicy uh, take. Yeah. I would probably change out crack shot for um, uh, elusive though, <laughs> but that's just me. That's because I I die. my soon tear dies. You're, not, all the you're time. not doing red maneuvers. You're not recharging that elusive. You, you it's go just offense. the one time use, baby. That's all it is. Yeah, it's but the crack one shot's, time. But crack shots are one time right. use. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. The next one is brought to you by Big John. I think Big John. Big John J. I think it's Big John Jay, and uh, this was this was this was my call to say, "Hey, give me something fun to run." Um, to give me something fun to run, which I didn't run it, and I apologize, John. I know we're on the same team, but I didn't I didn't feel comfortable running this. But this is a this is a this is an amazing list too. Like I think that I want to put this on the table. Um, so I did run your Django. There you go. I did run your Django tonight. There's that Count Dooku. That's the 14 points. You can either run three droids or two bombers. To me, the two bombers makes more sense, but that's just me. And you're running the bombers with the proxies and the independent calculates. These bombers don't care that the proxies went up two points because they didn't, they didn't like, 
<laughs> they weren't they using have, those two points anyway. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Unless <laughs> <laughs> bomblet generator becomes two points, they, they aren't using them. Um, I don't know. I like this list. I think it. I think the problem, the only problem this, this is going to have is with objectives. Um, but I will tell you, to me, this list feels very scary. Um, aggressively scary with um, like murdering things. Um, and 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 I and again, I JJ and I are a little bit differing of opinion. We don't. I, I don't know where we're going to land on Notorious, right? Like originally, it was like, who cares if Grievous loses no, or uh, <laughs> Grievous Django loses Notorious? Who really cares, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it matters, but I will tell you that with the thermals, it's a little bit different now because thermals happen before you shoot with Grievous or with Django. Man, I'm bad tonight. And um, I do think that that could be if 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 Tanner could learn how to play thermals better than proxies, I think that that might be pretty important. Could yeah, it takes it takes time to to get used to the difference between the bombs and the thermals. I mean, they work more as area denial, um, and work even better when you have ion uh, somewhere in the list too to kind of guarantee it. Um, for me, notorious is still good even at five points. Um, for me though, I think it's just more worth it um, at a lower initiative, probably like initiative three, initiative four, um, and, and probably partial to that because I was running it with Iman. Um, I think that you can use those uh, those five points of Notorious somewhere else on the list and probably just go with like a lesser uh, talent slot for Django Fett um, and probably just uh, probably put in still um, false transponder codes on Django and probably just have like Predator, even if you're using it one or two times, that's still a, pos- uh, a passive mod on Django um, and it's it's still worth it, I think. Or, I'm sorry, contraband, not uh, false transponder. I meant contraband. <laughs> is is it just me, or do I just think that like notorious on Django is bad? Like you're not getting the value out of it. You're I six. You're sh- like they're shooting you after you've already shot. Notorious on Zam is good because you have the opportunity to get the shot back and immediately take advantage of the strain. But so it depends. It, it depends. Like for me. I, so it's it's a very at, corner at five, case. At five points, it's very hard to sell at an I six. I I agree with you on that point. For for me though, it's a, you're not getting the full value out of the five points on an I six of Django Fett. For me, it's getting that strain. Uh, assuming that you do get the strain, and having follow up shots on the ship that decided to chase Django, and um, and hoping to get more more damage into that strained ship. In this particular case, I'm looking specifically at Count Dooku and Malice getting a potential crit into uh, into a ship that Shields has probably gone down on a strange ship is pretty good. But again, it is a corner case. I do agree with you that it, it doesn't feel great on Django because you're not getting the full value of Notorious on I-6. But it, it does soften up at least that ship for a follow-up shot, assuming that you have it. Yep. Uh, but, how about yeah. this? Let, let, let me put it this way. If you don't shoot Django, the list that I'm running, if you don't shoot Django or attempt to go into it and you let four rounds go by, Django will win the game to some extent. And the Notorious allows... So, like, in this list, it's a little different 
but Notorious allows do the idea is that Notorious is allowing Dooku to get think of it. It's like the pla it's, it's the plasma argument. It's a plasma torpedo argument for Wedge. You can run protons or you can run plasmas. They do the same amount of damage if you're a shielded ship. Okay. Well, also, Duke, Dooku's I five. So you then need to have. Okay. So two things. One, you're not getting the same value. Notorious with gets you the reroll, which is a huge thing with when yeah. attacking a strained target. The only thing that I can so you're either there are two options. You're either having them shoot before a little there a couple options you're having them shoot before Django shoots at which point your opponent is probably smart enough to realize that they should not shoot at Django if they are going to immediately have Django shoot back at them if they get strained and get shot at by Dooku then oh no Dooku's still not making the most of it and in this list I'm probably just gunning down Dooku first anyway <laughs> um or Oh no, the bombers get support on their attack. And it's like I don't know. It at five, it doesn't really seem to have the strength. Like, yes, you could leave it on a ship that doesn't have good blue maneuvers, and then that ship will, you know, like turn around to like a K-turn and then you get a shot with it. I just think like another upgrade like trick shot is a lot more consistent on just putting dice out there. Especially if you're flying Django in a way where he's just kiting around obstacles and you create a clustered center. Because if you get that center, you can have the bomber sit on there, you can have him rotate, drop mines from there, and then you just have Duke, uh, sorry, you have uh, Django circling around with that trick shot, getting shots into and out of uh, the center from the obstacles, and you're pushing through extra damage there. Um, I mean, I've always been flying trick shot with Django. I mean, that being said, I flew chaff, so it was my own personal. I need a four die gun right now, um, but I just, I just don't see the same value at five points that I see elsewhere. I don't know. It, it's, it's a weird spot. I can see why you take it because it is good. Because um, they'll have to shoot at Django eventually, because like you know he'll win the game otherwise. But I think at that point it'll just be too late. And it'll like it's not going to have the same effect. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's move on to my rebel list that I created with Garvin standard loadout. Gavin, I'm going to say Gavin instead. <laughs> um, Gavin with standard loadout with the APTs and the R5K6. Bentic two tubes, which I think is Garfin. There you go. I'm going to say Garfin. Screw it. Thank you, Desmond. <laughs> that's that's the new name nickname. Um, we have Bentic two tubes with perceptive copilot, Jin Urso, contraband, pivot wing, Callus with marksmanship, dorsal, mag, Yarrow basically, VTG, but not the VTG you hate. It's now a turret gunner instead. Garfield's cousin. God damn it, chopper because that's spicy and FTC and marksmanship. Um. And the ghost title because I'm a dick. And Jack Porkins <laughs> with ATP unstable sublight engines and R5D8. So the first thing I'm going to say is I don't care about the R5D8 and I don't really care about the R5K6. But the APTs and the I4 or the I'm sorry the the, the four point X wings are really good. Oh yeah. Um, and now I've got Bentic two tubes in here, right? 
And after you perform a focus action, you could transfer one of your focus tokens to a friendly ship at range one to two. And oh, Jin says, do you want an evade? And we have two dice X-Wings and we have a zero, zero, zero agility callus unless you shoot at him. And then if you shoot at callus and modify your dice, he gets a damn die. So you give it. It's like it's it's a reinforced token without having to take it with yeah. Bentek. Without with Bentek, you like and and Garvin Ga, Gaffin with Gaffin. Somebody make me that card. I will fly that card. And I don't play Rebels very often. <laughs> I want a Gar. I want a Garfield. I want a Garfield image. Where is Fish? Pilot. Yep, Fish. Where's Fish? <laughs> Somebody get Fish to do this for me. This is you have Gaffin here. Nobody, nobody listening to this is gonna know. Garvin, you have Garvin here that could pass the focus token too, right? And trigger Jin at that point too. And trigger Jin, and <laughs> pass it again. And and Callus, if you so you basically are gonna shoot at Callus unmodified, or you're gonna shoot at Callus and modify your dice, give him a green dice, and then if you actually hit him, he's gonna get a damn target lock against you, and then double tap you. And then Chopper is saying here saying, hey, you can now perform an action while stressed <laughs> and you don't care about it. And Chopper, like to me, Chopper was a spicy piece of that whole thing because it's just you're like if they want to burn Callus down, you're getting a reinforce. It's not the same if you have like 10 ships against them, but for somebody that's shooting like one or two ships, getting that evade is just totes like how often are they gonna have to modify their dice probably a lot Could be i wrong. would actually argue for uh zeb crew um instead of oh. because right. it allows your opponent at range zero to spend a focus to modify their shot and you, you can do that as well so if they shoot at you at range zero and they spend that focus you now get a die to roll at range zero and then you can also shoot them back now with a focus token um if you have one on your ship which is okay. really, really great for callus um but yeah it, i definitely agree with you this is a, a really good hard-hitting list you get a callus into the mix with a reinforced and then you can pass over that uh that focus with benthic or garvin and yeah that's that's pretty good yeah this this looks very scary because when you look at this who do you go for first like, going after Callus is going to be a long, arduous task. Going after Garvin is simply going to power up everyone else in the list. I guess you can go after Jack, but he's just going to explode in your face. Or you can go after Benthic, <laughs> who, who's just going to sit there and focus evade, focus evade, focus evade, focus evade. And, yeah. Focus yeah. evade and then rotate and, and shoot you and just go, oh, I'm going to go in a circle. Gosh. This is the scary thing about these four point X wings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this was Chris saying, I just want to run a ghost. And maybe it's because I'm on the Tinder God team and I want to ghost people. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Funny. Nick. Yeah. Nick will be very, very happy. Yeah. Nick, you can clip that shit and uh, play it. All right. Let's go on to the next first order list. I don't know who submitted this one. It is Rizzle. Rizzle, which yeah. reminds me of um uh the Muppets Christmas Carol. Carol, the rat. 
that's <laughs> yeah, a Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol. So Crispy probably doesn't know that movie because his parents didn't let him watch cool shows when he was a kid. So if you, how about this, Crispy? If you have not actually seen the Christmas Carol with the Muppets, you 100% should watch that during Christmas season and then come back on our podcast and we'll talk about it. So, all right, all right, all right. It's like, yeah, it is one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. God, I just want to watch. I can't wait. Like, I okay, let's hey, keep moving. Hey, just Sorry. a couple months. Yep, I know. Let's just keep moving because otherwise I'll spend all night doing it. All right, Crispy, take the the Razzle Rizzle. Rizzle. Razzle. The Razzle oh. Dazzle FO list. So we have Kylo and the Whisper with Shattering, uh, Shattering Shot, Instinctive Aim, Crack Shot, Concussion Missiles, Advanced Optics, and the Enhanced Jamming Suite. Uh, Blackout in the Silencer with Trick Shot, Sensor Scramblers, Plasma Torps, and Proton Rockets. Ooh, very fun. Uh, you have Midnight with Elusive Concussion Missiles and Shield Upgrade. And then Gideon Hask in the Shuttle to round things out with Elusive Fanatical Biohex Codes, Tarting Synchronizer, Tactical Officer, and Captain Phasma. Very, very interesting. So can I just ask a question? Could we yeah. just make Blackout five points and like cut some of his loadout out? Nope. Nope. No? Nope. Okay. Nope. Blackout at six right. is perfectly fine. Blackout at six, My, like I like I like I've messed around. I've I've I'm trust me, blackout at six is fine. And in fact, he's actually very good at six and a little underrated. Um I think if you put sensitive controls on him, yes. and then you can just sit him behind obstacles and then he gets all of his stuff. Um that yeah. is very, very scary to uh counter. Especially if you've got a Gideon over there that's helping him uh, get his actions. So, yep. very. It, it, yeah. He's even better with Prime Thrusters on top of that. Prime Thrusters and Sunset of Controls on a Blackout. My goodness. Like, he could go anywhere. He's so yep. good. Yep. A right. lot I actually like this though. list. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I, I actually kind of like this list. It's a four-ship FO list. It's different than what we've seen. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I should probably just listen to you because blackout at five points would probably be bad. Then we'll have a new crispy bullshit list. My um, uh, my only uh, like suggestion for this list is changing Hask uh, for Malaris because other than Midnight, you're not getting use of the ability other than on Gideon Hask and Midnight. Um, having the ability to take that strain to re-roll a blank on a three attack die ship um feels a lot better um for for this list um that's that's my own personal opinion but i mean obviously you can still trigger it on kylo if he decides not to use his concussion missile um but uh but most of the time you're you're usually getting the three dice out of kylo one way or another yeah um so uh i how how much how much loadout does malaris have 15. It's the same. Same. It's identical. Um, It's a higher initiative. Yeah, I'm personally fine with Hask here. Um, I would change Midnight to Grudge. Um, Because you have Shattering Shot on Kylo, and you have Trick Shot on Blackout. Wouldn't it be really cool if you brought your own handy-dandy obstacle to shoot through? No. Welcome to Chaff. (laughs) Welcome to Chaff. All right, so how are we gonna load yeah. chaff? Out? How how so we we have chaff? All right, so there all you right, go. Right. So so hear me out. All right, um, give give him the chaff. Yep. You give him uh, thermals, 
So that way he has something to reroll on okay. his ability. You give him feedback ping. All right. And then you trade, you go back to Gideon, you drop elusive, fanatical, and biohacks for sensor buoys. Oh, yeah, I see. And yeah. now you are not only doing the feedback ping off of the thermals, you are also getting the feedback ping off of the buoys. And now that you have that buoy out there, that that turning synchronizer on Gideon is going to be a lot better because now you're going to be reaching for those locks way ahead of time, which is going to help out Blackout and Kylo for getting their shots off. Mm, that's spicy. That's All right. Really good. Yeah, I like that. And yeah, because especially with, you know, um, yeah. So you, you want to have that obstacle that you can shoot through. So you are able to go through. The only problem with that is that if you have shots that are lock heavy, um, like if you hit them with the chaff, they fly through it, it'll break their locks. But since you're I-5s, hopefully they are either um, not landing on the chaff or they are trying to avoid the chaff, at which point you can simply lock them and shoot through the chaff. Um, so do you, could you drop Kylo for Malaris and like another FO? Would Scorch? That, that yeah, yeah. Would that would that would that be a little? I mean, again, it's a diff. It's a different style of a list. See, right, right. Okay, so right now, for me, thinking competitive, competitively in first order, that has been my like the biggest question on my mind is: is Kylo worth Malaris and Scorch, or because like, or do I have to bring them together to bring the full value, and then I bring two four pointers, or? can I afford to try to build around just six points and then everything else? But what is that six point? What is better Kylo or Malaris and Scorch? Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Kylo for his ability just to get that spike damage. Um, he's, he's got the force. He's got a whole bunch of loadout. He can be more consistent at range. Uh, unlike Malaris and Scorch, you know, if you're doing kind of like a standard build where you have Malaris with cluster missiles or you have Scorch with Predator, Fanatical, and Optics, if you take Scor Scorch with Shield Upgrade, I think you're silly. Uh, he came here to shoot things, not survive. So, you know, <laughs> make him fulfill his wishes, please. Um, and, like, with, with those two TIE Fighters, you can put out three attacks per turn. Um, if you're getting cluster missiles, if you're getting scorch, and they put out good damage, um, they're just not as consistent to staying on target like Kylo can, uh, like Kylo is. Kylo survives a lot more because uh, he's got the boost, he's got the jam on top of that, which is a huge control piece, especially at I5. Um, I'm, I, I do lean towards Kylo as being better than the two Tie Fighters, um, but if you are struggling in scenario play. If you have a lack of actions for those scenario actions, I think that the TIE Fighters are better for that. Yeah, I think that's what we're... It just has to be tested, because I think it goes back to, can you eliminate things off the board? Yes. No, you can't do it as fast. Then, therefore, you you do the other. I think that... And, and the issue I have with that Kylo is that Kylo doesn't survive as long as the 7.1 does. Right? It just... Let's, let's be honest. If you... It, you have to fly it like an ace, and you have to be... Do you have to either trade up for it or be very careful with it because it will die. 
it, yes, yes. I many a time is like oh, Kyle can take one shot, and then my opponent Natty's hit crit crit, and I blank out, and I go, oh, interesting. I was not I was not ready for that, and it's like <laughs> like not having that health, um, and it's like oh like yeah he's th- like he's like he's three agility until your opponent natties and keeps that focus token. And now when you need that extra die more than ever, it you it's not there. Um, you really have to play him cautiously. And that's why I do enjoy Kylo and the fighters because those fighters screen incredibly well. Cause you don't want to leave Scorch or Malaris at range one. They'll just double mod. Um, you want to ignore the Kylo that's sitting at range three in the back firing concussion missiles it's easier to hit the TIE Fighters in front. So Kylo buys a little bit of extra time with that TIE Fighter screen. Um, but, I mean, one one point's a huge difference um, in what you can get, and, like, that's the silencer versus Whisper Kylo debate, really. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the, it's worth playing both ways. Mm-hmm. The other thing you got to consider, though, is that if you're running Blackout and Silencer Kylo, if you put sensitive controls on one, you have to put on the other, and that kind of hampers... Yeah. No, no, no. You, you, you're right. In, in his list, the way, or their list, the way that Rizzle put it, I, I wouldn't put Silencer Kylo on that list at all. Nope. Like, to me, the, the debate would be, do you want Kylo or two or two FOs? You, you, you'd have to pick. Like, I'm, I'm personally more in favor of the two FOs, but if you want the more AC piece to that, Blackout and Kylo together are still pretty bloody, they're still pr- pretty bloody good for what they can do. So, yeah. Let's move on to the next list submitted by... Oh, this is a JJ hey. list. Yeah. Yes. So this the, one... I your thematic used, list here. I like this. Yeah. I I, um, I kind of used an old archetype, uh, which used to be Sense Vader, um, and kind of applied it to this version of it. Now, this is the standard uh, loadout uh, Darth Vader for six points with marksmanship, hate, and afterburners, uh, tied together with a coordinator, Vizier, uh, with Seven Sister and Captain Hark, and then you have a total of five Black Squadron Ace uh, TIE Fighters, uh, which provide a screen uh, for objectives and stuff. Now, the reason why I went this particular route is that while Vader does have the best of both worlds in terms of offensive potential for it, he is often action-starved, um, not being able to take full advantage of either the debris gambit to get that evade or get a focus token for extra mods, and she can easily end up ver- uh, four-star very easily for uh, for what he can do. Uh, Vizier, I specifically chose him instead of Vermeil, uh, mainly because, number one, you can coordinate after you do the ailerons you can then do a full stop trigger captain hark uh to get a focus token and then still have that force available with seventh sister um so that way you can tractor somebody into the tie fighter swarm uh or jam them and or just have it just for passive mod um definitely a really really great piece uh for for this list specifically to help buff vader and um and get him those extra actions that he definitely needs there um he can also keep up with vader pretty well especially if he's using his afterburners um that ailerons one straighter bank and then an extra maneuver after that is really really good for vizier uh so it uh it's actually a really great piece um this is a seven ship list for the empire and this can do a lot of work yeah i agree with you i i think it's a little bit different and i think we need to test it uh to see how good it is but because you're, you're, there's less extra mods. This is just kind of a raw list here. 
Um, yeah, this is more of an objective focused uh, list. This is yeah. one that's just going to go cover the board. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue I I would almost change Vizier out personally for fair off, but that's just again that's a play preference I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. between the two, how about this? This is Vader and Blacks. That's like the original list when I first started playing <laughs> um X Wing. Like seriously, when I first started playing X Wing and and we were building lists, we didn't care about competitiveness. I just wanted to build thematic. I built Vader and Black once, so. When I way back in the day, when I first started started playing, was Vader and Black Ones, and Matt, who used to be on the podcast a long time ago, Matt hated that list because Matt lost every time to that list, and he probably shouldn't have because it, it was not very good. It was not a, it could have been that great of a list, but it was fun to run because you had Vader and Black Ones. So, yeah, um, yeah. All right, let's move on to the next list submitted to us by Sandy, and maybe this is a preview of what they're going to be running to, against me tomorrow. <sighs> we'll see. There's no Bodic in this list, so I'm a little weirded out by that. Um, Here it is. But they have a Hera, Garvin, Kyle Katarn, and Bentic Two Tubes list, and we have Hera with Juke and Prockets, which seems pretty good. Um... Garvin's the standard loadout APT and BS droid. Kyle Katarn has Moldy Crow. Leia, crack shot. Bentic Two Tubes has the Generosol, Prosethico Pilot, and Contraband, uh, which is identical to the one I built, ironically enough. Probably because that's the best um, build for Bentic right now, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. What do y'all think? It's. It, it, it's exactly uh, as bad as we remembered. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's yes. it's just Heratani. Uh but now Garvin uh has an APT. So he's got a little extra bite there. Um are we missing upgrades on Kyle? No. Yeah, we're missing a talent for him or uh yeah. Oh, really a talent, I mean, but yeah, I'm I'm assuming either elusive or something like selfless. Selfless. Maybe selfless. Just to help spread damage. Um, yeah, but like that is, yeah, like, uh, and I think the question is, does a list like this hold up to objective play? Because you do have to keep all of your ships relatively close to each other in order to keep the whole combo circle moving. Um, so you need a lot of space to move through. You need to have objectives near you. Um, you can't really... I mean, like, I guess you can have, like, maybe Garvin break away from the group to try to uh, get a couple objectives here and there. But this list is just focused on not dying. Yeah, I agree. Now, it it is it does suffer a bit in terms of objective play, specifically for, like, salvage or scramble, um, because you, know, you don't have enough ships to really cover that big board um, or spare extra actions there. Now, the the secret sauce of this, obviously, is going to be Benthic and Kyle being able to stack up those tokens fairly fast and then passing off to Hera, uh, which Hera becomes the enabler for everybody else. Um, on turn one, you can easily get Kyle those two focus tokens that, uh, that he needs to stack. And then uh, round two, uh, where the objectives become active, you can easily just um, just get the other ships to go grab those objectives or interact with them and then just pass out focuses as you need it and turning him into uh, to evades uh, with uh, with your nurse. So um, it, uh, it 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 
does still need to be within that that bubble in order for it to be very very effective um so it might lose out on objective points uh but beyond that you're absolutely right this is going to be a stupid tough list to chew through uh with all those mods yeah it's just tough Ugh. all right let's move on to the next one Kyla, Kyle Wren has another FO list with Grudge, Dread, Scorch, Malaris, and Kylo Wren. Uh, so, Crispy, I guess, this is Crispy's baby here, I guess. Here so. it is. All righty. So, uh, let's see. Can I do this from memory? Uh, we've got Kylo, Instinctive, Shattering, Predator, Concussion, Advanced Optics, Munitions, Real Safe, and Jamming Suite. Pretty similar. Uh, we have Scorch, Fanatical Predator Optics, Malaris with Cluster Missiles. Um, then we have the Fun Bombers with Elusive. So Grudge has Elusive, Electrochaff, Skilled Bombardier, and Delayed Fuses. Uh, Dread has Skilled Bombardier and the Electro Proton Bomb. Spicy. Yes, I am a huge, huge fan of the Electro Proton Bomb. Um, for those of you that know me on Discord, um, the Electric Proton Bomb was my Discord profile pick for the longest time, uh, up until <laughs> about a year ago, which I changed it to Electrochaff. Because um, I would consistent like, I try to find a way to use the Electric Proton Bomb in every list. Back when Trajectory Simulator was a thing, um, I, I, I loved slapping... Uh, uh, Death Rain on the table, uh, the Tie Punisher with Trajectory Simulator and the Electric Proton Bomb, and he would just joust at someone, throw it out there, and boom, zoom away. Um, and it was a massive explosion. Caught my opponents off guard almost every game. It was such a fun, fun piece. Um, and at eight points, it still is pretty good. It is a, um, it's a really good piece where it's like you know if you're holding down objectives. Or say like you know it's you know scramble where you know you claim the objective and you drop the electro proton bomb and it's like you you get to keep that objective for the next couple turns because it's not worth it going in there, uh, losing your shields, getting ionized, potentially getting disarmed as well. Uh, everyone just hightails it out of there and it's not um, not a great thing to stay around. So I do like it as a piece for um, making sure that no one is around um dedicating an entire ship to it i i get it i'm not sure if the skilled bombardier i don't think you need the skilled for it um because it's not like a mine you don't need to place it that precisely um so if you drop skilled you could get like cluster missiles um on dread or like an ion torpedo on dread ionizing people into where you're going to drop the electro proton bomb is such a great great play yeah. i think that that would be yeah. amazing yep that's what you um, should do yeah so that would because like if you catch any ship with that ion torpedo uh, and then just drop an electro proton bomb instead of having two turns to run away they have one turn and many ships cannot escape an electro proton bomb in a single turn um one thing that i do need <clears> to note <throat> is that uh delayed fuses does not work with electro chaff you cannot assign tokens to an obstacle. Um, and so because it is technically an obstacle, once you place it, it gets the like it comes with the fuse from the card. Um, but with delayed fuses, once it's placed, you cannot begin placing additional tokens. 
So delayed fuses does not work there unless you have another bomb. Um, I I would drop the elusive too. Yeah. So I, I've been enjoying thermals and feedback ping with Grudge, just so you can get locks and maybe get that gun a little bit working a little better. Um, however, I do I do say I love seismic charges with electrojaff. Yeah. I like like now that like you don't have the proxies there, right? You don't have the ability to uh like you know you stun like you jam people, you stress them, and then your next turn is you're gonna drop a proxy mine on them. Now you have the seismic charge that is ready to um blow up the chaff rather than you know do any extra damage. So if they stay by the chaff, it's gonna be pretty big. Um, although it is, it is a weird take because you have shattering shot on Kylo. So you do enjoy getting the shots through the obstacles. So you maybe don't want to remove them like as, as much as you normally would in a, in a list, um, where it's like, oh, like you remove this, you get the damage. That's fine. Um, shattering shot from Kylo is really good, especially because you have the focus jam, focus rotate. It's really nice. Um, but I, I think do, I do enjoy the seismics. I think I think here, we'll, we'll, I I think you're okay with the seismics. I I I really am actually very pro seismic with mm. with Grudge, and I think you put that DT seven nine eight gunner on him. I think it's yeah. a spicy gunner, um, because you're now like a mini Jingoist that has a lot more health. And if you think about what you're doing with Dread and Grudge, if you're going to place them kind of over here and side by side. You now have Kylo coming in. You got your electro proton bomb that's going to go on one side. You can have extreme area denial, like you don't believe. And I, th I think to I, I, I think I would try that DT seven nine eight. I think I would do that. Um, yeah. There's no range restriction. And yeah, yeah. Other than an arc, but there's no yeah. range restriction for it. So I I don't know. I think because again, it makes your two dice gun a little bit better. I don't know. I I think I think again. I think it's it's got to be played with. But I think that's a spicier take. Um, so I do have a question for you, uh, Crispy. So hmm. do you think uh, with electro proton bomb, is it worth keeping your grudge within the blast radius? Just to guarantee that you can re-roll the dice for the the enemies for when they roll for the proton bomb. So it depends on the state of your grudge. Are you okay losing your shields? Then yeah, that's fine. Um, because just doing like doing the math on like how much it would take to do certain things um it's like okay if you really need like if you and see here's the thing grudge is moving it at i2 if you know for a fact that you're gonna hit stuff it's probably all right to trade grudge for like a higher like higher pieces um like like i'm gonna severely hurt grudge right now but I'm going to make sure that like my opponent's Vader or my opponent's Anakin suffers more. That's fine. Um, if you aren't sure that it's going to hit, 
it really sucks to hit only your own guy, and then you're basically just rolling to save your life. Um, yeah. Although, I mean, like, so for those who don't know what the electric proton bomb does, it explodes at it gets a fuse. It explodes at range two instead of your standard range one, which is a much larger bubble than people anticipate. Um, you roll four dice. Each blank uh, removes a shield. Each hit and eyeball uh, gives the ship an ion token, and each crit gives that ship a disarm token. So a the chance of getting a crit on four dice is roughly 40%. Um, but once you add in two rerolls in there, I believe it goes above 50. I think it's like close to like 55% or something like that. So if, if you want to disarm something and really like get in there, throw grudge in there, you can pretty consistently get the disarm to happen. Or it's like, like, all right, grudge is going to take some consequences and you can like reroll, like, let's just say, like, if Grudge doesn't have a good shot, he's fine keeping the disarm. If he's already lost his shields, he's fine, you know, keeping all the blanks. Uh, if he doesn't want to be ion, you can try to reroll the ions, although the most common case is just you get four ion tokens and oh no, what are you going to do? Um, but from there, it's... it's I, I, it is a play that I think that many people won't consider immediately. Like, many opponents won't consider that immediately. Um, it's just in the moment. It's like, eh, Grudge's Grudge can hop in the bomb if he needs to. Um, yeah. Or, or you know, you're dropping it, and you know, Kylo is not going to be able to get out of the bomb radius. All right, send Grudge in there. Make sure that Kylo doesn't suffer that badly. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's, I, I, it can be a heads up play. I don't think it's a guarantee every time. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that if my grudge has no shields and his back is still towards the center, I think I would keep him there, um, especially if I can drop another like bomb behind me. Like, honestly, I would like to have like a proton bomb to follow up after that, um, because if your opponent loses all their shields from the electro proton bomb and then you follow it up with a uh, with a regular proton bomb to get a crit through, mm -hmm. uh, that feels pretty good. Yeah, that feels really good. So uh, the next list that we have here is the, your first order list that you adjusted here. Uh, so uh, go ahead and walk us through it. Yeah, so this is kind of my adjusted uh, first order list because from what I've been running, um, it's been doing pretty well. And now with the chaff uh, and the proxy changes, I need to come up with at least you know slightly new stuff. So of course, I have Kylo, Instinctive Aim, Shattering Shot, Predator, Concussion Missiles, Advanced Optics, Munitions, Failsafe, Enhanced Jamming Suite. Excellent. Malaris with Cluster Missiles. Excellent. Scorch, Fanatical Predator Optics. Very nice. Um, then once again, I have the grudge um, that I suggested uh, for another list. Uh, feedback Ping, Electro Chaff, and Thermal Detonators. Um, so once again, you have that area denial with the Chaff. Unfortunately, you lose Skilled Bombardier, which is a little sad, but you can live without it. Um, you, you don't get the explosiveness out of the Chaff anymore. So you can't like get the boost into the five straight launch. Um, so it's a little, it means you have to play a bit more aggressive up front. Um, but now you also don't have the points for elusive, which I could generally stick on grudge. So now there's a little bit of a worry that, you know, if my opponent zooms out to meet me on that first turn, that I might take some damage that I'm not anticipating. Um, but the thermals, the thermals partially make up for the damage of, um, 
of the proxies. It's not the consistent spike damage uh, that we see with the proximity mines, where it's like, I want this TIE fighter dead right now. We're going to make that happen. Um, but the thermals with the blast damage uh, do a similar effect, um, and being able to have them and kind of spread them out when I need to, um, it's it's not it's not that bad. It's 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 a good exchange, and I think it's a fair one. Um, and then I have Gideon Hask in the shuttle with Tradition, Elusive, Sensor Booby Suite, and Agent Terex. So I have um, I think Proud Tradition and Elusive that'll just keep him alive. Um, whenever he feels like he's in trouble, he just does a red maneuver, recharge elusive, keep the focus with proud. Not a problem. If he needs to stay on an objective uh, for assault, he just stops and he sits there. Not a problem. And then he's got Terex to extend those calculates out to range three. So if Scorch or Kylo needs to do an objective action, you can still pass them that calc. Or, you know, if Grudge is in trouble, sling him a calc forward. And... You know, like like Scorch is very dependent on his mods for his offense. Otherwise, he's just rolling naked dice. Um, he really needs that focus because um, that powers up optics and that can help with Predator as well. Um, but you get to calculate. You can, you know, it, it feels a little better. Um, and with Kylo spending all his force all the time with Shattering Shot and Instinctive, it helps a little bit to sling a calculate over there just so you've got a little bit more defense. Um, and then you have Sensor Booby Suite which is out there to give you lock. So that way your two die gun, potentially three guy done, three die gun by the time it gets to you. <laughs> Since Kylo, Kylo, Malrus, and Scorch will have already shot for the turn. Uh, Gideon Hask uh, might be shooting at a damaged ship. He might be a three die gun. He might need a lock with that shot because you probably spent your action uh, coordinating. Um, I didn't have enough points for a tactical officer in there, um, <laughs> but Blue maneuvers are all right, and if you stay stressed, you can still just do a white maneuver and focus, so it's not the end of the world. Um, but this is probably going to be my competitive list moving forward. Wow. Just because, like, and I'll, I'll put that out there. I think that this is the change that I'm going to make, and I'm going to start practicing. Um, wow. Just nice. because of, like, the consistent results that I've seen before, and the trade from Dread to Gideon it's now less explosive out of the gate where it's like, all right, I'm going to double chaff you. I'm going to have these mines. We're going to go out there and we're going to hammer you immediately. I've exchanged one of those chaffs. So I still have that chaff for that TIE fighter swarm, that alpha strike, that, um, that ace that I just need to clog up a lane for a turn and just work like, you know, Vader doesn't want to go through chaff. He doesn't get his locks. So it's like, all right, Vader's on the outside. I'm just going to plug up that lane. I'm going to ignore Vader for the first engagement. I'm just going to focus everything else on the rest of his list, and we can work with that. Um, so I've traded that explosiveness from the double chaff to the survivability that Gideon brings, being able to have those extra calculates for defense. Um, Scorch needs his focus for offense. Um, if he has to spend that focus on defense, he's not putting out good offense. If he spends that focus for offense, he's not putting out good defense. Um, it's as simple as that. Grudge gets focused down pretty early. He doesn't have elusive. Having a calculate uh, might help with that. Um, and of course, like the buoys and just Gideon over another bomber. Like he's not as fast, but he's chunkier. He's got rerolls. He's going to be focusing. Um, he could even jam you and stop you from uh, doing your stuff. Um, this is probably what I'll be looking at. Um, like there are lots of like there are lots of great 
four points in first in uh, first order. You have Phasma, you have Backdraft, you have Nightfall, Ember. Uh, all of them could take that spot. I just like Gideon for his flexibility in the support role, and that's something that this list doesn't, well, really hasn't seen just because they've had Dread in there the whole time. Um, so I'm really excited to try this out. Yeah, I think that's the <clears throat> corner piece there, right? Is that is the coordinating Hask that has a possibility of shooting a three dead gun gonna gonna be beneficial? I, I I think it is, but I think we'll I I guess we'll see we'll see. But to me, it kind of seems like it's probably a pretty decent shift. And I think the the loss that you really have is just that we'll, like the proxy piece of that mm-hmm. with the skill bombardier. Um, but I don't know. I, I I don't know. I've played Hask. I played Hask quite a bit. Um, when he first came out and felt that it was beneficial, it's just back then the FO wasn't in the same. We didn't have objectives. How about that? There you go. This list still has the ability to do objective pieces that that I, that we didn't have in 2.0. How about Hask? Hask can carry a crate. Dread is yeah. really <laughs> bad at carrying crates. Yeah, yeah that, like and like Salvage was like like far out the worst objective for my list because the bombers need to be able to boost kylo needs to be able to repo and scorch and malaris like scorch needs to be able to focus to get a shot malaris needs to be able to get a lock to get those missiles going off um they don't really have an action to spare on turn two because they're probably shooting by now and they want to spend their action doing something you know engaging so now i can have that passive you know, passing out of calculates, I can have Gideon Hask back. That's fine. And if Scorch or like Kylo want to pick up the crate, I can, you know, kind of alleviate their burden and, you know, give them a calculate. So I, I it, it adds an extra flexibility to those objectives, but it is less kill you quickly. Yep. Now, my my last question for this before we move on is just um, your, your thoughts on tactical officer Hux versus Terex uh, for what you want to do with this. Just being able to get those extra like tokens out there for like Kylo and Malaris and Scorch, which uh, would essentially be able to clear their stress. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is that putting on Hux would only benefit coordinating Scorch and Malaris since they have okay. to be the same ship type, I believe, with Hux. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, if I'm coordinating... Scorch and Malaris, the same action. It's probably a lock, just because Malaris is going to get her focus anyway. Um, and the calculate at the start of the engagement phase is a lot more flexible than a focus at I4. Um, so I can kind of see where things are, and it's like, you know, like, I can coordinate an extra, yeah. like, focus over to uh, Scorch, so that way Scorch can pick something up. But if Scorch isn't going to be really a <laughs> big player, in uh, in the uh, in the engagement, maybe my opponent dive bombed Grudge early, or they went after Kylo. Um, being able to have that range three extension of oh that ship needs help, I'm gonna go help him out. Um, and and it's and it's passive. Like I can spend my action doing other stuff with Gideon. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to the last crispy list, and then we should probably wrap it up. Um. <laughs> 
Alrighty, so I think we just have to do another episode of this, man, because it's just so good. Going to these. <laughs> I listen. I have always considered myself a better list builder than I am pilot, and I love list building. Um, it's probably one of my, you know, like I come up with so many weird things, and people wonder, like, you know, how did Mando get to this top table, and why is there a Cad Bane next to him as well? Um, and it's just a lot of fun. Um. <laughs> But this is probably the most fun first order list that I've played in a while. Um, shifting more towards the ace uh, side of first order. Um, back in 2.0, I always, you know, was an ace player. Um, like two and three shift lists really were my bread and butter. Um, I did well with like a tie swarm here and there, but I had the most fun flying aces, and flying this list brings back that joy. So of course, I have Kylo Ren. Uh, you know, he's great right now. Instinctive Aim, Shattering, Predator, you know, same build. Uh, then I have Wrath in the Whisper with Proud Tradition, Predator, Ion Cannon, Pattern Analyzer, and the Jamming Suite. Then I have Breach in the Bomber with Proud Tradition, Feedback Ping, Primed Thrusters, Ion Torpedoes, and Thermal Detonators. And then I have the new Grudge that I talked about, uh, Feedback Ping, Electric Chef Missiles, and Thermal Detonators. So... This list is a barrel of fun. Um, having those three I-5s zooming around the board and being really flexible um, feels great in addition to you know the chaff that I bring out. Um, I have, I mean, both bombers have feedback ping. They both have thermals. So now they're giving each other locks with their thermals, and now there's twice as many thermals on the field. So that can help Breach get a double-modded ion torp uh going off and like we were talking earlier like you know people want to bring ion back well now i can bring chaff and i can bring ion and i can bring more thermals so if i'm able to you know get a ship ionized um with either the ion cannon on wrath or the ion torpedoes on breach um if either of my bombers are in the area uh i just drop two thermals i can get grudge rerolls on those um, which make those thermals, instead of, you know, 50% chance to do damage, that's a 75% chance to do damage. Um, which is, you know, per thermal, that's not bad. I mean, you're averaging better dice as compared to proxy mines, but you're not getting the extra damage that comes with landing a proxy mine. Um, but you can reload these if you have a spare turn. So these feel, they feel really nice. Uh, I have the two ace pieces of uh, Kylo and Wrath in the Whisper, bringing that jam control. Uh, Proud Pattern on Wrath is an amazing combo, and really everything fires off all at once when Wrath does one of its red maneuvers. Um, he can uh, get an action with Pattern, which can be boost or barrel roll into a jam. So he can get two actions for the price of one on his Pattern, get his stress, then take a focus with Proud Tradition, and then now that he has a red token, he can double tap with his pilot ability. Um, so you can get use out of it. Uh, the sad thing about Wrath is that it has to be against a different target. So you want to keep your weapons kind of spread out. Uh, with the Ion Cannon providing the front arc, um, his heavy weapon turret only applies to missiles. So you can just leave his uh, normal turret in the back. And he's kind of like a mini fire spray where he's got the front uh, he's got the front 90 and the back 90 on at all times, in addition to his bullseye that he brings out. So he hits uh, like a truck when he gets there. He can, you know, be AC and dodge around and just take pot shots from his rear when he needs to. 
Um, and then Kylo's Kylo. Um, the only bad thing about this is just count the health on these four ships and count the green <laughs> dice, and it's not it's not a pretty sum. I think so. So I have a question: Would you look at changing breach a little bit to dump the thermals per se? And because you have the thermals on grudge, right? You get the re rolls, you have the feedback pings, but dumping the thermals on on breach in favor of either another missile or like we, we had talked about that seven eight nine gunner, right? Because I I love seven nine eight, but the point of having thermals on both bombers is to make sure that grudge and breach have locks at all times, all right. um, which are providing those re rolls, um, kind of passively in addition, um. You know, Grudge can roll off Breach's thermal. So, you know, if Breach and Grudge are both coming down separate lanes um, and Breach needs to drop bombs, Grudge can simply run over and then get those rerolls on those thermals um, to help them, you know, hit a little bit harder. Um, I think, like, I I've, I've messed around with ion torpedoes or cluster missiles because I do find that Breach lacks damage late in the game. Um, but I do like the ion torpedoes just to set up damage from the other pieces or just, you know, breach can just at the, you know, just start lock focus, get into range one, get those primary shots going off, uh, with the proud tradition and prime thrusters, uh, you can boost barrel roll and focus while stressed. So those, you know, only straight maneuvers you really don't care about, uh, your dial is as open as a waffle house. You can just go wherever, whenever, and it's really cool. You get focuses from Proud. You can still uh, system phase boost after you do a red maneuver. Um, and then you have those locks that you passively get from uh, feedback ping. So it's just a really efficient ship. Uh, the problem is it's a bomber, and you're putting a lot of points into it. And if it gets caught with three good shots, it's probably dead. So it's more it's more ace play basically. Fair enough. Well, all right. Well, I think we did quite a bit. We did we we did a lot tonight. Um, I apologize. We did not get through the Battle of Yarvins. Um, we just didn't. And um, again, I apologize because I really do want to go through that. And I think next, I think we're gonna do that next week. I think we're gonna make that a focus next week because again, you know, like we talk about standard all the time, and I think that's great. And I really like the list building, and that's like part of the reason I'm drawn to X-Wing is that piece of it. <clears throat> um, and I'm a little disappointed Finn didn't get banned and Finn didn't get um, nerfed. So fuck Finn. Uh, obviously tonight it didn't harm me that much, so uh, we're going to call that a day. So um, maybe I should be less scared of Finn than what I really am. And I guess I'm not scared, I just think it's a negative play experience. But um, I mean... If he gets breached, you know, thermal detonated with ion, I mean, good luck. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've played against Finn with this list. This list kills Finn. Yeah. All right. Well, and that's good to know because I think that's that's great, especially for people that want to counter or things to, to go after Finn. Um, that was a, like, I'll be honest, one of my big worries, right? And again, I should stop focusing on Finn, but... One of the big worries is proxy mines go up on costs. People are going to take less of them. And that's like a great deterrent for Finn. Right? <laughs> like, like, you know, I got a proxy mine, you know, like, I mean, tonight I had that, that same issue. I, I have a proxy mine. It's like they had to make a decision. Are you going to turn in and take the proxy mine or not? 
by churning out, yes, you did kill another ship with another ship, but Finn was out of the game for three turns, two turns, essentially. It took two turns to come back into that game and do anything. And so it's, you didn't take the proxy, but that proxy mine was so important for Finn. And so like, that's, I, I get a little scared when we start seeing some of these nerfs because chafe clouds are the same thing for Finn. Like you get a chafe cloud on Finn. He's not happy. He don't, he doesn't want to see a chafe cloud. Because he ain't going to have double-focused bullshit re-rolls all the time, and I'm going to take a strain and this and that. Just like Finn doesn't like to see Notorious, you know? But, um, anyway, I think overall, personally, I feel that it was a decent points update. Um, again, we should have just fucking nerfed and banned Finn and been done with it. But, that being said, I think it was a pretty decent update. I am excited that we get to play with some new things. Um, I'll be very excited, you know, once we get the hot shots and aces points, because I really think that that's like, that is the final piece to this, um, for the next, you know, three months until we hit, um, the Adepticon world's qualifier. I will caveat this. I will love if AMG two weeks before worlds post new points, just, just throwing it out there. AMG let's fuck with worlds. Let's fuck with everybody, baby. New points, <laughs> two weeks. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, one week before, just so that Adepta kind of has to take the new points. Give it to me. Give it to me. Let's mess worlds up. Oh. <laughs> I'm all for it. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Crispy, for joining us tonight. Um, uh, JJ, it's 1130. Are you, uh, you going to stick around for Andor, or are we going to move yeah. Andor to another well, night? We'll, we'll have to move it to another night, but yeah. Okay. JJ has to get up early and do work things. Um, yes. And he's he's kind of silly and doesn't want to. He doesn't like to get no sleep. I, 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 I'm I telling you, I ran. I, I didn't go to bed till six this morning and I was up before noon. So just just saying. And I got to be up at 630 tomorrow morning. So just saying there. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we'll we'll. we'll we will do our Andor this week. That'll be like a random cast that we're going to do this week. So we'll find the time to do. Um, we'll do some Andor and some Tales of the Jedi this week. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'll talk to Nick maybe tomorrow night or something like that after. Um, I have a game against Sandy. Oh, shit. JJ won't be awake. So never mind. Um, what time? Uh, my game's at 1030 at night. So <laughs> after I get done, you won't be awake after that. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we'll, we'll make time this week. Definitely. Because I, I definitely want to get my thoughts on Andor and tales of the Jedi. So we absolutely have to do that before next Sunday. So yep. we'll, we'll make time. Don't worry. Yep. And does Andor start looking like black mirror? I don't know. Just gonna throw that out there, baby. Go out anarchy and watch it. A, anarchy is a, uh, a tempting content. All right. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week, 9 PM Eastern. Um, I don't know if we were as of today, we don't have any games scheduled for, um, nickel city league. Um, but if there's, if you want to stream on our channel and Greg's not streaming, we'll happily stream. So, um, just let it sell. That being said, thank you. Have a good night and we'll see you all next Sunday. See ya.